Sports Report! Yo, let us laugh. Why did I get fucking laugh? Oh, hey, dog. Yeah. I got Dan. How does it feel to be in a GPS report? I get my peaches out in Georgia, oh yeah shit. I get my weed from California, that's that shit. I took my chick up to the north, yeah, badass bitch. I get my light right from the source, yeah, yeah, that's it. Is that it? That's it. All right, hello everybody and welcome to another installment of the TPS Reports podcast. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Episode 188. Not as much fun number stuff to open with like mm-hmm. last week. No. I was I was born in January of nineteen eighty eight. Wow. That's the first month of one eight eight. So <laughs> this can be like, you know, an acumenal centric episode. This can be a All right, you take the reins. Acumenal awareness week. Raising awareness. I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Hello everybody. Welcome back. Um before we jump into anything else, let's just mention real quick, we have a live stream uh, on Sunday. Six? The fifth one. F- really? Are you, are you guessing the date or the number of live stream? Cause I it's thought not, the last one was the It's the 28th, fifth. and uh, I believe it's number five? Are you sure? Yeah, it's number five. So okay. TPS live stream number five um, on Sunday, this Sunday... Sunday Sunday, 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 3 p.m. Central Time, so uh, do the math, and uh, we'll see you then, so, you know, request a song, give us some money, watch us rap, mm-hmm. all three, uh, that should you be You might want to, like, give us money as you request a song. Yeah, or else we're not playing exactly. it. Exactly. Okay, because money talks and bullshit, <laughs> what does it do? <laughs> it walks in my pants. It walks, so take a hike. Unless you bring in the big bills. Um, this Sunday, we haven't done one since January, um, and I hope that Archie doesn't puke a whole bunch all during it. Because that's like good. that's what I think will happen now every live stream. Because that you know, I'm gonna everything give him a that, firm talking to beforehand, and yeah, he'll, well, he'll be okay. He's not gonna puke, but I'll scare the shit out of him exactly. under the carpet. Uh, but that should be fun. We I'm are like knock him out and then put a popsicle stick like <laughs> taped to his back and just prop him up, and the whole show will be like, gonna, oh, he's fine. He's right there. He's tax, fine. Taxidermy Archie. Yes. Um, okay, not funny, first of all, because that's they my little They call me taxidermy, bro. So, you're dead? <laughs> I you you do out. the killing? Do, 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 do. Got you. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, and this Friday, the 26th, we got a compilation of oldies, old songs, singles, collabs. There's, there's even like an unreleased thing or two on there. So, um, it's called I, Out With The Old. That's coming this Friday. <laughs> Streaming services, Spotify, Apple. There's a pre-save. I'll probably put that in the podcast. Big uh, names, descript. a lot of big collabos. Oh yeah, featuring artists such as who do we got? Who do Mercules. Who do we got? Who do we got? Gmo Ski. Who else? Who do we got? Felly. Who do we got? Who do we got? Psalm One. Who do we got? Who do we got? Who do we got? We got Shamar Tally. Flashman Flash Wade Man. with his sexy dick, his big ass dick. Less <laughs> <laughs> Restless with his sexy ass and big Does ass. Does anybody dick? remember uh, Flashman Wade? We did a song years ago called yeah. Dear Season. It's on this uh, compilation, and. Uh, you know, we've recently discovered that Flashman doesn't make music anymore. He said when I reached out to him about releasing the song Maybe on this does, project, no, that he like he hasn't in forever, and that he's he's working. Yeah, he doesn't on stuff. need to. 
Right, because he, he makes a bunch porn. of money. <laughs> what does he do? Spreading his butt cheeks on OnlyFans and stuff. He's like the hottest guy alive. He's a sexy dude. He's, he's definitely the sexiest dude we've ever made anything with. I have like I didn't. I've never unfollowed him, but I think it did get out of my algorithms. But there was a period of time where it was just like naked Flash Man every day in my mm-hmm. scroll. And at a certain point, it's like he's the homie, but it's like ah, I don't know. You're tempting me here every every day with your you know towel hanging over your dick. Yeah, it's hot. I, f- I fuck with it. I don't. I'm pretty sure he's not gay, but he's making an. Uh, he's he, exploiting he, the gay dollar. He was on that MTV oh, show. I don't know if exploit, exploiting is the right word. He was on that MTV show, like about that. There was some gay dude who like had a uh, an issue with like Flashman. Beca- yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That. that that was it. I think, and that was the thing. It's like, you know, it's you're he putting these provocative. Catfish? I it, I don't know what it was, but I know he did like an MTV show about his online persona. It's all it's all bullshit. Right. It's all fake shit. Yeah. But it was the the premise being that it was like unfair to the dude who fell into his thirst <laughs> trap, where it's like, oh, I'm following him and he's messaging me back and we're being cool. No, no, but no. it was just a fan, and it's, it's called just a thirst like, trap for a reason. It's not unfair right. that you fell into a trap. Yeah, dude, he doesn't swing that way, and. Or That's is okay. Is my logic off? I have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> this is how we catch up with an old pal is just me and you talking without him present. But, yeah, uh, either way. Flashman's out there <laughs> shooting loads onto his abs <laughs> and cleaning up. He's cleaning up the loads with $100 bills yeah. and then licking it off. I don't know about that. That was the part, image I had in my head. He's doing great, and it's all because of his steel buns. I, he was also in that show, um, Idiot Test. That's I was, on the game see, show network. I was uh, waiting for you to wrap up the catfish thing. He's done say, some little appearances on I TV. do remember him being on the game show Idiot Test on their Naked episode. By the way, I can't... I love game shows. He was shows, naked. And that, that show stinks. It's not a great show. Like, I would... I'll, I will watch it again. I will watch it again. But, um, no, I'm a I like... I love game shows to a very nerdy extent, but that fucking show bothers me. Yeah, we're big, like, uh, trivia, like, quiz fans. My, um, my goal... Like, I like quiz shows. Pipe dream of mine would as be... As they wheel- call them in England. I, I mean, I watch Jeopardy a lot, I like, but I would be too self-conscious as a dumb person to like actually go on that show or even qualify to go on it that show. It has nothing to do with self-conscious. You're just not smart enough. And that, am I. and that, and I'm dumb. I know like uh, every you know break or whatever, I might know like three answers. Yeah, I would probably butcher the little segment where the host like even te- lets you say a story about I yourself. Would, it'd be terrible. Die, yeah, I hung out with the kid from Jerry Maguire once. I feel like now he <laughs> he made me eat a tuna melt. It was great. His dog ex- embarrassed me in front of everybody. He forced it down my throat. He made <laughs> me eat it. Um, I feel like now without Alex, though, I would be like, whatever. I would have so much confidence that I might actually fucking kill it. Wheel of Fortune, though. I'm out here. Get, there's there's three letters on the. Acumeno b- is boom. a big Wheel of Fortune guy. I'm just way better at it, and like I've seen enough of it. I've You've actually been watching it your whole life. I've credited um, not only Wheel of Fortune, but Wheel of Fortune as well as like um, word puzzles, word searches, even crosswords. Because I thought you were gonna say your Grammy. Yeah, my grandma would do all that shit. Yeah. Wheel was her favorite show, and she would always the do like wheel. the word searches. And when I was I don't know five or however, I, I just like remember. That's how I got into like word stuff. We grew and up word puzzles, and I feel like that's like I why I rap. Hometown Wheeling, Illinois. Hello, hello, connection. Are we on a roll? Uh, so what were we talking about? Oh yeah, my grandma, and she's the reason I rap. Wheel of Fortune. I got to go on this fucking. We were show talking one about day. Flashman Wade's big we'll delicious dick. We're gonna get back to it. We were talking about. Um, but I like they do Celebrity Wheel of Fortune now, and it's like I don't even want to be on Wheel. I want to get famous so I can be on Celebrity Wheel of Fortune. Matt gets his stimmy and goes on Celebrity <laughs> Wheel. Do you like the word stimmy? Have no. you heard the, the word stimmy enough times in the past two weeks? Yeah, because I'm at my wit's end. I got my stimmy. 
Um, you know what I like is Stymie, the black kid from Little Rascals who catches the fly ball in his bowler hat. Um, <laughs> anywho, Flashman's got a giant dong, and I miss him. He's going to get back to making it's music soon. a good segue soon. back to <laughs> Flashman's big swinging balls. Um, we could do, we were going to talk about shit stories, but let's just talk about big dong stories. Let's, you know? um, out with the old, come in this Friday, stream it. Let's use the business, uh, account, you know, the, our, our business our, money. Our business funds. To, this business time. Uh, subscribe to Flashman Wade's OnlyFans and see his big dick. All right. <laughs> Only, I've never gone to like any OnlyFans, so we may as well start here. It's hard to just like search. Do you think his name was Flashman Wade in his OnlyFans though? I think so. There it is, Flashman Wade OnlyFans. Wow. The first link. Flashman Wide. Okay. Of come. For and his thumbnail is his giant dong in sweatpants. Big big dong. Looking real suckable, quite frankly. Remember how I did that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Here's his bio. Lots of ass and dick. Nice. All caps. Remember I did that um <laughs> that goofy uh, like TikTok video to Lucky and I was wearing sweatpants and all of the comments were about my dong and I didn't realize. Yeah. He makes my dong look like a pinky finger yeah. with his with his gray sweatpants on. He has 123,000 likes on his OnlyFans. OnlyFans is Ooh, hard to gauge because they only the show bag. you likes. They don't show you how many subscribers right. they have, right. which is the proper way to gauge how much he's banking he's got off 123 subscribers and they all like him, so... I mean, he's probably doing pretty well. Yeah, good for him. I wish I had a big dick and chiseled abs and a cute butt and a hot face mm -hmm. and plump, kissable lips and, and uh, dreads. You know, sexy, like perky pecs, pectorals <laughs> with tattoos on them. Fuck. We should get pec tattoos. We should pause. No, this. What if you just got like knowledge across your chest, like you know? If you could tattoo something across your chest, if you if you had to, I could tattoo something. Across no, if you had my, to, my anything, and I never have. I just changed my phrasing to say you had to. So now it, the stakes have been raised. So now you have to tattoo something. What it has kind to be of a scenario do I have to tattoo something to me? Uh, a guy wants to hold a gun to your head for four hours while the piece <laughs> he, is done. <laughs> he wants to. Um, he has to hold the gun to your head for four hours. Get something cooler than the word knowledge. Is, is there anything cooler than that? Pretentious dickhead. I'm not going to answer that. Um, the point being, join us for our stream on Sunday and listen to the compilation. It's like some of the bars are really great. There's some stuff that I would have maybe even opted to not fucking release it because it just sounds old to me. But this is for you guys. The fans have been asking for it, and they're fucking getting it. That being said, how many times have you ever shit not in a toilet? <sighs> I'm trying to think about... I don't even remember Tuesday. anything we talked about last week on the <laughs> podcast except in the last three minutes where you told me a story about... Uh, basically voluntarily shitting in your pants because you didn't want to... I tried to segue to it when you said money talks, bullshit walks. I said bullshit walks in my pants. <laughs> no, it was better to go off on the Flashman dick tangent. Absolutely. But, see, like, I tried to think, and you even mentioned it. You're like, Matt, shit on a guy's floor. And it's like, yeah, there was that one. I've told it on the podcast. I was blackout drunk and went to my buddy's house. And I don't think it counts because I don't think you did it. So I have no memory of it, but I did wake up with, like, some shit on me and then right. more shit on the floor and it was like you know the clues like if there were a forensics expert putting like the uh the spatter analysis like when, when dexter right comes in and does like the he puts a piece of twine from like the blood on the floor <laughs> to the wall or something yeah. you figure it out he beautiful minds the crime <laughs> scene figure it out so they had to do that you know i did that like mentally and i was like it looks like i 
in a blackout, had to take a shit, and I decided that I don't know where the bathroom is in this guy's house that I've never been to. So I'm just going to shit on the floor and go back to sleep on the floor. It's three feet from the shit. Uh, so that's my big story. And then I also, I probably told this on the podcast too, but I sharted at work once years ago where like, there we go. I remember being like on my lunch break where I would just eat like three tacos at my desk and mm. I was about like halfway into the three tacos and leaned over like a lean fart and it was a, uh, it was wet. It was not a fart. And then how I was so self-conscious, I went in the bathroom and I threw out my boxers. Like I put them in a, like a plastic bag and I like buried them in paper towels and shit mm-hmm. in the bottom of the garbage. So I'm now I'm free balling it. And I was still so self-conscious that maybe it's, I smelled like shit cause I kind of shit in my pants a little. <laughs> and there was no like Febreze or nothing like that, but there was some like peach scented, uh, hand lotion or like, you know, like hand sani. Or something. So I like took some of that and I like dabbed my my ass of my pants. Wiped it in your cheeks. No, but like on I on I uh, on like a subway napkin, and then I put it in, inside my pants because I thought that have like a, I was panicking. <laughs> okay, I thought the people could smell act, shit, right, and I wanted to put like, something um, in my pants that smelled like fruit and not shit. It acts like an air freshener <laughs> in a car. I don't think it did anything. It was just me like like a dangling pine tree. Yeah, what is a fresh aroma that I can put near my ass? So I was like, let me put some like hand sandy shit all on uh-huh. this napkin and kind of just stuffed it under my belt line like just kind of hanging out there like if i walk down a hall and i leave an aroma i want it to be the peach smell and not the shit smell right so but besides that it probably came out like more of a peach shit smell yeah like a hybrid fruit turd i'm trying to think in my you know i, I posed the question mm-hmm. So I should have a better answer than I do. Besides your two weeks ago story, do you have one? I know I've shit myself as an adult. No, but this wasn't about shitting yourself. It's about shitting not in a toilet. So well, have I've, you? I've shit in the woods. Um, when I went to a festival in Colorado years ago for my 18th birthday, I had to shit in the woods and use the pages of like a like a Sears catalog to wipe my ass. Rough. Remember, uh, it was rough. Remember in in school. Did you ever do this trick uh, where you would take like a piece of printer paper or notebook paper and you like ball it up and you like rub it, you know, like for a half hour or whatever all through class. And then after like a, a long half time, half hour of rubbing a piece of paper in your hands, like balled up and stuff. And then after so long, when you unravel it, it's like soft. It's like tissue paper. So you can blow your nose with like a piece of notebook paper. A half hour. All right. Maybe I'm exaggerating with the half hour part. Stop getting so hung up on the time. If we were you never minutes, did this? No. Uh, but I w- I've done that, you know, like the brown um, the brown hand towel, paper towels in like public bathrooms exactly. that are pretty rough. I've done, I've, I've like crumpled those to make them softer to blow my nose or something. You'll, you'll rustle them a little, the pulp but, comes but out of them. You said just printer paper. Like yeah. a piece of, no. Yeah. No, I've never bundled it up and, and crumpled it for a half hour so I could blow my nose or something. Still hung up on the half hour detail. Dude, anyway, it could have been 30 seconds. It's too long. <laughs> I, I would have just gone and find a soft tissue. With the catalog pages and wipe my ass with them. Um, like, I know I've shit in my pants, but I'm not, like, I don't have, it's not coming to me. No. Well, luckily, we do have some a great fan base, a great listening audience out there that, I mean, we probably would have forgotten all about talking about, you know, I was like. Absolutely not. You know, I, I don't have, that, those are it. Those are my stories. Sharded, and then I put the shit, the peach shit How by my butt. about when you were a kid? Did you ever shit yourself like at school? I shit myself at school. You also said, I think, last week in your adult life, but when it goes back to being a kid, yeah. Uh, yeah, I shit my pants. It happens. I shit myself 
Um, I don't have like clear stories or like clear memories of a story. I, I can have tell, one though. clear memory, and it's so weird and embarrassing that why not share it here? I was uh, probably in like fifth grade, and I was this was in like after school care because my mom worked later, so I used to stay at the school till like six thirty, and my mom would pick me up. Uh, and I was in like an after school program there. Was it Camp Crazy Kids or was that Camp the Crazy camp? Kids was the summer thing. And that they we spelled did. it with all K's. I don't know. In, in hindsight. You but know. you can't do CCC. Yeah, but why can't you just do CK? That's a great question. Just who cares about <laughs> why, what kids don't, don't know. know how to read well enough unless yes. the we did clan go, members? We did go to the KKK every summer. <laughs> oh, dude, we went to the KKK. Like, <laughs> play frisbee and go to the pool. Camp, Camp Crazy Kids. Camp Crazy Kids. These kids will burn a cross on your lawn. They're crazy. <laughs> um, but no, this was this. I don't remember what it was called. It was the after school thing. And I was out, like, way out on the playground by myself. And I was kind of like uh, when I was making my coffee, kind of like, mm, it's just like pinching my cheeks, you know, <laughs> holding it in. Some things never change. And I fucking snipped off, like, a chunk of a log in my pants. And it, like, I was wearing blue jeans, like, baggy blue jeans. <laughs> and it, like, tumbled down my pant leg. Did and you I, feel it, like, hit your knee? I rustled my pant leg, and a, and a nugget dropped out of my pant leg. And I kind of, like, brushed it. <laughs> Kick some dirt on it. <laughs> I did. <laughs> like a cat. walked away like. <laughs> oh. Well, let's see if we have anybody who can top our stories, which, I, I mean, you have to. Ours are like. We have to. I only told them because of my confidence in that one of these will overshadow. Right. The like, mystique shattering story of me uh, rustling a turd out of my pant leg. The idea uh, the, or the concept of throwing up in a car came It up. was like a small chunk. It wasn't like a fucking whole giant log sliming down my leg. How old were you when the, when you rustled it out? How old are you in fifth grade? Oh, okay. Fifth grade. I don't 11? Know, 10, 11, yeah. Um, the, the, the notion of throwing up in a car, like, and I have a, I, I think I've told all these before, but when I was in driver's ed, long story short, I had I stayed home with like the stomach flu for a couple. No, it, we had just come back from winter break, and I didn't know I had a stomach flu, which I was about to spend like two three days laid up sick. Um, but I didn't know that yet, and I just it was the first day back after break, and I had driver's ed. Long story long. So, yeah, I fucked it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I puke all over myself while I'm turning back into the high school, like in nice. front of my teacher and in front of another student driver in who's the in car? the back. Yeah, all over myself, like down my down my chest and everywhere. Loser. Um, but then, like, we were talking about, and, and she was like, yeah, but it's, it's just weird or it's embarrassing. And I'm like, I, I, I couldn't think, I was trying to think of somebody I know that doesn't have a throw up in a car story, whether it's drunk on New Year's or we, whether you were the one who threw up. It's like you could have been driving and someone throws up in the car. It's, it's so rare. I've puked in a car. It's, it's a pretty regular thing for, like, you know, I puked me. in a passenger seat. I was able to get my hands on a shopping bag, and I puked into that. Okay. Yeah. Didn't like, get all over the car. I'm just saying, most of the time... You're you're not puking when you. If do you don't puke, have it's a, not in a car. car puke story, you haven't lived. And the point I'm making, the 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 comparison here being, I think it's the same with shitting your pants or shitting not in a toilet at least. Yeah. Like everybody's not everybody, but people go camping. Look, people can't. Apparently, people just want to wait for their coffee to finish, and they don't want to go sit down in the meantime. You know, people. It's rare, but I think it's like almost normal to have one. It, it, it would be weirder to me if you never cut it that close that you know you know yeah. you, you don't know anyone ever who's puked in a car whether it was you know who doesn't know that what are you fucking boring 
Go, I'm pretty go sure my cut other, loose and puking some cars. Go my, shit somewhere. I'm pretty Live sure my other adult pants shitting story is also it's at our old apartment, the Albany home. They're all like I'm at home. Every time I've shit myself as an adult. Which is worse to me. <laughs> it's worse to me than like being stranded. <laughs> I've had a lot of close calls where I thought I was about to, like on the road, and like, can I use your restroom? And totally. we're just driving, and I pull in, they're like, no, sorry, you gotta buy something. It's like, fuck, and I don't, I will buy something, but now I gotta and here's my do that. I can't wait. Problem. But I make it. Is I don't wear underwear. So, like, the it is time a problem. You uh, shat yourself. You didn't, you were wearing underwear, so there's like a barrier between that and your pants. Yeah. And it's something to like take off and clean yourself with and then dispose of. Yeah. Whereas when it happens to me, and when it will happen to me in the future, it's just going to be me <laughs> and the pant. I love that you know that, that wasn't your last time <laughs> shitting on, in your sweats. I know myself. We can jump straight to uh, some fan input on a related note. Shit your pants, dive in and swim. Yo, Squares, Scotty from Canada. Just want to say, if I shit on my sweats directly, fuck, be throwing those in the bin. <laughs> Jeremy's disgusting. Did you throw yours in the bin? Like no! I- I've worn them here since. Do they have shit stain on them? No. Did you hand scrub it out or did you just throw it in the wash? Both. <laughs> I had to do. I put it in the wash and there's like still shit all over. Immediately turned them inside out and scrubbed them under like uh, under the bath water <laughs> on like the hot. It was like burning my hands. <laughs> you didn't wear gloves. No, I didn't have any gloves around. You had some rubber gloves, like a sixty-eight-year-old lady doing the shit. dishes. It's my shit. All right, I'll clean. I'll, it's cleaned off. You don't care if it's your shit. You'll just kind of smush your hand into it and be like, "Eh, it's part of me." Yeah. Okay. Um, well, yeah. I like I went in my shart story. I had to ditch the boxers altogether. I was like, I can't leave this bathroom with those, even like in my possession. They're they're <laughs> they're done. They're fucking done. Of course. Once it's shit, but they're boxer shorts. Again, I had more pairs at home. Yeah, I these guess. are like undefeated sweatpants. I, no, not anymore. <laughs> they lost one bout. <laughs> they have a tarnished record. Uh, yeah, they lost that zero. But um, here's another fan with another related story. What up, boys? This is Colin from Seattle, Washington. Uh, this is in regard to your uh, shitting in a non-toilet as an adult. One of my favorite places to dump that's not in a toilet. Uh, <laughs> the old river, the old aqua dump. Um, free-flowing, no wiping needed. Uh, Shut up. Always shit down river, boys. Main goal. But, yep, enjoy your day. Smooches. So you're telling me you, you not only, like, squat and you hover your butt over the water Sounds part. To me like he's skinny dipping. Oh, okay. Okay, so he's, like, in the water. Like, it's above his waist. He I, said I'm no pictur- wipe necessary. I'm That's picturing him in, like, a stream where it's, like, you could step in it with some sandals on above your ankles. And he just yeah. squats, shits in the river, and then, like, even squats further to let his butt hit the water and let it kind of wash him out. Now, but you're saying he's submerged and he just shits like if you were peeing in a pool. Like he's just shitting while he's up to his neck in water. Like, hey, who's going to know? I would I'm, assume because he said no wipe. No, Yeah, but what if he just you're like what in, if he squats and dips the booty? You're in, Okay. You know, it's... Natural bidet. Right. Either way, the water's going to be swishing through your cheeks. Um, I've never even thought of that. I guess it's where we grew up. I don't see a lot of people. Well, maybe, maybe some bums in Lake Michigan dipping their butt. But um, no, if I were from like a... I don't know, somewhere where river streams were more common, some more uh, remember we saw, woodsy area. Remember we saw a guy in San Francisco uh, shitting in the street? We just missed the shit. Like, he was But we saw, up. like, shit between his ass and everything. Mm-hmm. 
And then there was two bicycle cops standing there. And they were both like, no one's doing anything because they're both just like, like, how do we go about this and not get shit on ourselves? Yeah, that sucks. Um, and my best answer is to fucking get on your bike and keep riding. Right. A lot of people say, like, these days especially, like, I don't know who would want to be a cop or why you would want to be a cop mm-hmm. and for, for you know, socio-political reasons. I'm just like, oh, you got to, like, go pull a bum's fucking pants up. Yeah, if a bum is crack. shitting in the street, Ugh. that's your job to stop it. <laughs> I, I don't mean, want who else, that to be Who else job. is going to do it? It's not like... Never mind pulling over a suspicious criminal. As a cop, I feel like you can't just turn the other cheek, if you will. You can't just drive by... Yes. And be like, oh, there's a bum shitting in public. Ah, this ain't my jurisdiction. You should probably, whoop, whoop. <laughs> you should hit him with the, the megaphone or something. It's your job. I don't know. It's I think a shit if you're job. shitting in the street, then the whoop, whoop doesn't put the fear into you that it does <laughs> They're most. just playing KRS-One songs. <laughs> that's, that's how I'm that off, please. <laughs> um, so river shit, okay. I haven't tried that personally. That seems like less embarrassing. It seems like you're almost planning it. Like, I'm going to go skinny dip in the river. I'm going to go... That's like ha- a camping hang at the r- Yeah, camp- Although, it's like, I know I'm going to end up shitting not in a toilet because I'm over here. I've been camping, and usually if there's like a stream or a river, uh, it's kind of like you value that. I don't want there to be turds in it. You know what I'm saying? Take me to your river. Ah. Want to shit? Nothing better than a nice, <laughs> clear, cool mountain stream where you can like splash it on your face and everything. All right, river shit. Well done. What else we got? What's up, faggot? It's the one and only two trains. You pee with it? <laughs> you already know he's a. I don't know. Maybe it's another jizz story, but I feel like he's got shit stories too. Maybe someone jizzed in his ass and he shat it out <laughs> <laughs> on the floor at work. Fuck it. It's their problem. You pee with it? I'm calling in to let y'all know uh, for your little poll. I personally, I probably average between two to five shits per year. All right. Not in the toilet? Per year makes it more believable. Or at all. Does this guy only shit twice a year? Come on, man. You don't got to fucking. Right. You don't have to overcompensate. But that's that's realistic. Don't lie. Two to five a year in his line of work, you know? Um, when you paint a lot of graffiti and you work in construction, you know, it's mandatory. Keep a roll of toilet paper in your fucking vehicle at all times because you never know where you're going to be and when it's going to hit you. It reminds me of, like, uh, he's the guy in The Sopranos. Uh, remember in, like, season two when the Bell of Aqua kid and his buddy are, are doing little, like, safe jobs with Chris Moltisanti and the Bell of Aqua kid's friend is always shitting somewhere, like, inside the, the store. <laughs> That's his, like, wet like, bandits uh, like the calling ad- card. And Chris is like, hey, the adrenaline hits everyone differently, you know? Oh. <laughs> But it is kind of like, the, that's the way I saw it was that it's his calling card. They're in like a pantyhose store and he's wiping his ass with the display pantyhose. So like, you know, he's mentioned before he does construction and I've heard stories about people like shitting in spackle buckets in the van. I've yeah. heard stories about, like he said, you kind of got an, um I did construction. Keep a roll with you. And it was not ever that dire, the pants shitting thing. However, one time my, my stepdad was my boss. It was his company. And uh, his brother, who's no longer with us, uh, but was a total character, uh, and um, he was working with us one day, crazy dude, crackhead, ex-crackhead, ex-crackhead, once a crackhead, always a crackhead. <laughs> he relapsed, he's an ex-crackhead, British. now he's a crackhead, now he's an ex-crackhead again. <laughs> XX crackhead. <laughs> Triple uh, X 10 crackhead. He was uh, like on the verge of shitting himself, and I had to drive him to a McDonald's. 
and then he came back from being in the McDonald's, and when he came back to sit in my car, I saw you heard a I saw a wet spot on his ass, like uh, a shit spot. Have you seen those commercials for like ladies' pads, and they go, "What the gush"? Have you seen that? I have. What, what the gush? <laughs> did you hear? Did you say "What the gush" to him when he gushed on your fucking seat? <laughs> I didn't. So it was a missed opportunity. I guess you know. Is there? What's the number one? public shitter it's got to be mcdonald's like the when you see it it's like that's where if you're driving around or if there's one totally. nearby mcdonald's does not more trustworthy than discriminate a gas you don't station. have to buy something first yeah um a lot of gas stations it's locked they don't you know every gas station has its own policy or approach to letting you use the bathroom by the way they uh, have to deal with like fucking you know it's been locked for three hours, and there's some guy nodding off on heroin in there or something. I'm sure they deal with that shit all the time. I had a McDonald's breakfast last week again. Got the exact same thing as that one bill. A few Sixteen dollars. Yeah, I got the my fucking thing and a thing from Melina. So and it, I didn't learn? even I didn't even get the OJ's. I, I but I upped my coffee to one of their like frozen mocha fraps. Stop doing that. Is nine bucks. It was nine bucks. I, I just proof that. I got ripped, and it must have been fucking trainee day at the last one. I got a drink up. I, I literally like upcharged my drink to see, like, all right, let's see if that's the same as what they charged me in OJ. It wasn't. It was half the fucking price for the whole thing. I got gypped. Uh, anyways. <laughs> you can't plan for your periods. What the gush moments. Is that Garfunkel and Oates? Only Always Ultra Thins have rapid dry technology and they absorb 40% faster. The gush happens fast. That's why Always absorbs faster. The gush? I don't know which one's which, but one of one of those girls was Garfunkel or Oates. <laughs> I swear it was. Um, uh, yeah, that's... Were you done with your gush story? I love it. Driving that guy to McDonald's? <laughs> no, I just... Um, never mind. You got, I know how much you hate uh, commercial advertising. Yeah, I don't like Is the that. episode over now? I don't now? like Gush now being uh, like pussy blood seeping through a pad. Well, that's, that's your problem, bro. I don't know what the Gush is wrong with you. Here's the end of his voicemail. Sometimes nature just calls. All right, gay boys. I'm gay too. Love you, bye. <laughs> there you go. No, I'm gay. You want to be gay? Fine. No problem. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Two Trains, as always. Appreciate that. And uh, here is another. This is a longer one. So I'm gonna. I'm guessing just by the length. Could be Um guy. What the gush? Is this Um guy? Uh, let's see. Listen up. All right. And I mean listen. Okay. Don't talk over this term. <laughs> All right. That is me shitting. Or? Caught me off guard. <laughs> I did not see that coming. It caught me off guard. <laughs> I was about to talk over it. <laughs> I know. I was waiting for you to. I was like, look at this guy giving orders <laughs> right off top. <laughs> and then he pops out of shit. Um, let's run that back. We're going to... Let's see that really in wet, an instant replay. Wet, like... Uh, <laughs> I heard that splash. I was like, what the gosh? Non-solid. <laughs> like a can of SpaghettiOs getting dropped into exactly a pool of water. Exactly what it sounded like. <laughs> I yelled on one more time. Don't talk over this term. <laughs> just threw you, up you out of his ass. You can hear the firecracker like the <laughs> You can hear the the firecracker farts and the sh- yeah. the shit splash. And there is still two and a half minutes of this voicemail. <laughs> God, eat some fiber. 
you know how many times I've like uh, when I do my coffee videos in the morning and I always uh, end it with a sip and I've tried yeah. not to before and people are like where's the sip and I've done, I've done the sip on the toilet a few times and every time I've done it on the toilet I do film myself taking a sip and then audibly shitting and every time I'm like I can't do it I don't know why it's just like uh, I'll tell all of the stories about shitting my pants but you actually hearing with your own ears the sound of my ass expelling a turd could be the ultimate mystique ruiner. Um, or it could make everyone, I don't know. Let me know. <laughs> okay. Is this what it, what's been missing? Uh, caller of the week. Uh, the floor is yours. All right. That is me shitting. That's a, uh, a lead into your question. And this is the answer from uh, this week. That did sound like it was in a toilet, though. It had the reverberation. Yeah. It had the echo. Yeah. He did not soundproof that room. No. Episode. You asked, uh, what's the weirdest places I've shit? Oh, man, I'm still going. Hear that. It's not necessarily what we asked. I thought this was a, a good question for myself to answer. By the way, this is uh, I'm not going to tell you my name, but I'm from Nova Scotia. Not um guy. Okay. We've met. We've chatted. We've hung. We've smoked. We've chatted. Anyways, um, we've shatted. Yeah, me and my friends got a little ten by twelve camp in the woods that we used to go hang out and smoke and drink in. Are these the dudes that we and. Didn't we smoke with uh, some fans in Nova Scotia that came to the Airbnb? Um, like yeah. two dudes came and got high with us. I don't know why I remember that. Or yeah, how, one of them was Christian. Um, just fucking gave it away. No, uh, I don't think that's him. Trying and to be anonymous. No, I'm just trying to cover his tracks. <laughs> his um, shit tracks. But no, I remember, yeah, that was the Airbnb in Nova Scotia, and the show we played up there was in that weed bar with the worst sound ever, and like someone had to bring XLR cables. Yeah, it was like, terrible. That was one of those things where it's like, I guess all the fans, to them, even in, in retrospect, like I bet they still look at that as a, a fun-ass night where they, they met us and they got to see us rap some songs. But to us, it was like, when we see fans like that, it's like, we want to put on a show where the, for them. It's like, it, it should sound good. Not like there should be a sound man. This was it should be in a venue first. This was like a weed cafe. Yeah, and it was just very odd. I think some of the worst sound shows we've ever had. I've been in weed bars. All, all what three shows we've ever played in spots like that. They're just they're not there yet. You know, they're not just there yet. Or at least the ones we've played, we're not like equipped for a a rap show. There's people sitting in road chairs, and it's like right off the bat, it's like we'd love for our fans to kind of stand up and. I think they all did at one point, you know. It was, it was a weird one. I remember, um, I remember I bought a show. dab from the bud tender, and she just handed me a rig and a torch, and I was, and I'd never done. You were like, "What the gush?" I'd, <laughs> I had never like heated up a rig on my own, and done the dab. I, I mean, this is years ago. This is very early on in in the dabbing world. Uh, but I, I remember I asked her to do it for me because I was like, I don't know how to do this and I don't want to do it wrong and ruin your thing. And Can you do it for me? Oh, you. <laughs> I don't want to break your thingy. There's no real uh, running water, let's say. So there's nowhere to shit except the woods and there's nowhere to put it. So anyways, I like ice caps from Tim Hortons. And they come in little plastic cups. Is he that lady that shit at Tim Hortons and then chucked it at the employee with with her bare hands? Who flung poo over here? Coffee makes me shit. So, I think you see where this is going. I would... So you got Tim Hortons coffee and you are camping in the woods. I had known 
back in the day for uh, shitting in ice cap cups after they're gone. I just... Uh, that was your thing. That was your signature move. Was you finish your Tim Hortons coffee and you shit in the cup. And then you drink it like Steve-O. Swallow it down, put it up to my asshole, and let her fucking rip. Basically kind of looks the same coming out. And yeah, then I just hop in the woods or leave it right where it was. It's like hitting one of those cappuccino machines at 7-Eleven. It's like, just like sprays out some brown water. Doesn't really break down. Makes my friends break down when they see it. Um, yeah, it's a... Uh, this guy lost me. He should have done. I sound uh, disturbed, sir. He should have saved the shit noise for the end of the call because it's been a big drop off. I don't know. I don't know if we would have hung in there for the shit at the end. He might have had it's to try to have lead with it. When it uh, comes out, it's still cold. Anyways, and there's a part two to this that I got thinking of. Just there's now. another. That, that was only act one. Get on with the part two. Go on with the chlorophyll. When I was a kid, about nine, twelve years old i uh i shit into a maxwell house coffee can like the big ones that hold like a fuckload of scoops shit into that and huffed it over the back fence at uh <laughs> my old house hey, why i don't know it's just a friend of mine and myself and we thought it was funny you know like kids do shit in there fucking stunk that's when i quote in that the water in the toilet masks the smell <laughs> so, you bought it it's a good uh good time to learn that and hopped over the fence told my parents a couple years later and uh that's it anyways i'm gonna wipe so smooches and kill whitey i had to have like shit in a thing or on a thing just because yeah just because like he said that's fucking what kids do and you're fucking around and i know friends that have definitely shit on and in stuff being i was just there like filming it we're doing jackass stuff. We're 14. Yeah, I was I definitely... I had to have shit on something, but I don't know. I don't think I did, but I was definitely around for multiple like friends shitting into things. Disappointed in myself if I didn't. I I was always happy to not be the one shitting. Yeah, that was never know. really my thing. I would do some like dumb stunts and like jump off a roof or do a crazy... You know, I, I one time I floored my old station wagon right next to Sean's house. They had that that ramp at the church, like it was just like a bank. Yeah, it was like an incline, and I took my car, sixteen, and he. I guess he just peer pressured me. He's probably like, "Come on, do it, bet you won't, pussy." So I go like <laughs> as far back as I can go, wait for traffic to die down, and you got to like cross the street, and I just floored it, and like somehow my car no tires blew out or something. But, like, I caught air, like, in my station wagon. I just hit this fucking ramp in the church parking lot just for Sean to laugh at. I was like, I'm willing to destroy my car. And I just floor it, hit the ramp, must have gone two, three feet in the air. My head smashes into the <laughs> ceiling of, like, whether I'm going up or back down, I don't remember. And then, like, I hit the fucking ground in the car and, like, brakes and, like, a, like, a, like ice skates pulling up. So it wasn't, wasn't like a smooth Ferris Bueller jump. No, it was really sloppy, but that was like that was the shit I would do. It would be like I, I'm willing to sacrifice my body or my belongings to go do some crazy shit that I saw Johnny Knoxville do on TV to get my friend to laugh. But it, it usually wasn't me doing the shitting. Yeah, I was usually like or that that grocer stuff trying to make out with and finger fuck girls and the kids who were like shitting in grocery bags and stuff. They were, weren't getting any pussy. They were mostly not <laughs> achieving that goal. And that may have deterred me from participating deterred. in such... <laughs> deterred. Come on. 
Sometimes you gotta Whoops. <laughs> All right, good enough. Um, let's see what one one more here, right? One more story. Let's 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 be snappy with this one. Let's pick up the pace. Hey, what's up, eggs? This is Derek Kelsey from Phoenix, Arizona. Hey, this guy's nice. got no problems. First name, last name. <laughs> City, like he's not government hey, location. What's up, fags? Hell yeah! <laughs> Longitude, latitude, find me. Uh, I just kind of wanted to share my embarrassing shit story. <laughs> <laughs> what the gush? Um, so first of all, <laughs> I was at an immortal technique show uh, down yes. here in Phoenix, Arizona. Talib Kweli was opening up for yes. Immortal Technique as show. well as uh, Chino XL and Poison Pen. And I was with my ex-girlfriend and a couple of other friends the entire time. We were up in the front. Uh, halfway through the show, I just I knew I had to go. You know, I could feel my stomach brewing. Everything was just gurgling up. And... Towards the end, at the very last song, Immortal Technique showed, everybody went crazy. The whole show just went bananas. <laughs> and I I just remember, as, as soon as it got so loud, I, I let out a fart. I thought I could let one silently just let it go. No. And as soon as I did that, you know, just brown puddle just dripping down my legs. I could feel it just warming it You're up. wearing shorts? And I... <laughs> I just immediately just ran to the restrooms, and of course the restrooms were full. Uh, so I kind of had to wait for my turn to, you know, get in the shitter. And as soon as I got in the shitter, I it was just dripping down. And thankfully, you know, it's a good thing, you know, term you might, uh, you know, want to do this up in the future. Thankfully, I had some underpants with me. Uh, he knows. I just took them off. This guy knows. I just hid them behind the toilet. What kind of underwear are you wearing, out. though, that, like, none of it got out? You know, like, I wear boxers when I do wear underwear. I wear boxer are, briefs. Which are loose legs. And I've never shit in them, but I imagine it would do a better job of totally. holding it in. So Yeah, you need, like, fucking, like, airtight, vacuum-sealed underwear. What is your reasoning now for, you know, you never wear boxers? It's just a comfort thing? Yeah, it's just a comfort thing. Well, then maybe at a certain point you'll start wearing them because it's a necessity. It's like because uh, you'll shit yourself so often, you don't want to ruin your pants. I don't need like another layer down there. Maybe, maybe you do though. Complete, you fellas. I can't find it. I at no. I can't find it. You are We screwed. Go, Joffrey. I can't find it. Fine, Sardis. You're all right. is? I've been. I can't find it. No. You. Time you the victims. I don't smart. <laughs> I can't find it. I award you. <laughs> oh, fucking idiot. No. <laughs> I was laughing so hard I almost shit my pants. <laughs> almost. almost. <laughs> Found it. Um, he finishes up. Like nothing ever happened, and I think that is the only time that I've shit outside of a toilet that I can remember. So, but where exactly um, was he? Because he was at the show. At a show, front row, Immortal Technique. So it, he was in the quality, front row still, like fucking out with he, the audience. He didn't try to leave to go to the bed because he's. Didn't he, he went say, to the bathroom and then he got into a stall and thankfully the underwear had caught most of it. He said, "Okay, so 
He was going to the bathroom to do like recon on it. Okay. Got yeah, it. and there was a line. He had to stand there with brown water dripping down his legs. Right. Sorry, I kind of tuned out. Gotcha. I'm that I've shit outside of a toilet. That I can remember. So, um, yeah, that was it. I just kind of wanted to share that <laughs> because uh, the last podcast just had me dying. Anyways, uh, take care, you guys. Love you, smooches. Peace. What was, yeah. that, what was his name? Uh, Derek from Phoenix. Derek from Harry Phoenix. Owner. Um, thank the you homie. for calling in. I think that was it. I think those were the shit stories submitted for this week. So yeah, I recently much my, appreciated. I have those white Adidas pants that Berta got me, and we were out uh, bowling, and uh, she made it. I didn't realize like how visible my dick is when I wear pants like those. You should. <laughs> like are like, like I have before. You staring at my dick, bro? Well, like you know, you're in my home. And you're standing up. Hell yeah. And, you know, you're talking to me and my girlfriend, and I'm just looking at your cock outline, <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, you know, cool. <laughs> Weird flex, but all right. Yeah, cool. That's great. Maybe uh, tuck that thing back, bro. Have a little respect. Yeah, it's something I'm just, like, going to try and be more self like, more conscious of, more aware of when I'm, like, you know, frequenting playgrounds or... Frequenting. <laughs> means he's there a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my roommate, we we play basketball at a school down the street. But yeah, if like recess lets out or something, and I'm wearing white Adidas pants, it might be time to leave. You got hoops by you guys? Or yeah. that was a lie. A few blocks away. I can't find a fucking hoop to save my life. They don't. They, there's no hoops on the fucking backboards. Yeah, I don't know. There's, a, living, there's a basketball. You're living in a different Chicago than I am this whole time. Cause it sucks. Even this spot, there's a place uh, right over there, right over yonder. I want to go shoot some hoops. We be hoopins. Well, you know, I, I guess all I really learned is that I don't get an invitation to hoop with you guys. I mean, I didn't know there were hoops on. You fucking live like 25 minutes away. It's like a two-minute walk from my apartment. When I'm yeah, well, if that's the closest hoop, I'll go shoot the ball in that. Putting one. my <laughs> shoes on, I'm not like, hey, let me wait another half hour so I can call Matt. Hey, maybe we can make a plan. <laughs> maybe we can plan. <laughs> I want to shoot a hoop. Um. All right. So there's you. You also told me you said get the whiskey ready. Oh yeah, we haven't done like a memorial shot in a while. But is there an obvious? Not really. I thought like I was waiting. I was trying to figure it out. Like some why surfer he... chick from El Salvador got no. struck by lightning no. and no. it killed her. I need to know. She was an Olympic surfing hopeful. I mean, no disrespect, but what the gush? I want to fucking shoot to somebody I fucking am all aware right. of. Paul Jackson, bass player on Herbie Hancock's Headhunters. Again, I know Herbie. Did Herbie die? But Herbie's okay. I know the song. Do the other part. What? <laughs> exactly. Um, Yafet Kodo died. Yafet Kodo. Yafet who? From Alien and Midnight Run. Alonzo Mosley. Agent Foster Grant. Yafet Can I have my glasses back? Kodo. Oh, I recognize that guy. Blue collar. He's from Alien. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing a shot to Yafet Kodo. Okay. For sure. That's that's the closest I can get. Alonzo Mosley from Midnight Run with Robert De Niro and Charles Gordon. 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 <laughs> One of the best. Movies of the 1980s, hands down. 
but what else? Like we, we are a few weeks behind. Who else got? We, we talked about oh, the, uh, the um, Grammys, RIPs, but those were from past. Prince you know? Marky D of the Fat Boys. Okay. Hell yeah. Um, I don't know some guy from Degrassi. Here you go. This isn't a shot glass. It's a cup that you put sauce in. I need I need shot glasses. We hardly knew ye. At really did. I, I did. I don't Three movies. I've seen Alien. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Any excuse to tie one on. Ugh. Ooh, the good stuff. Yeah. Do 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 do. Makes me wish more people would die. Um all right, we can um we can shift gears here. Didn't really have anything else. <laughs> Worth talking about. I did see two of the Oscar movies. That's right. We saw Judas and the Black Messiah. Per the mention last week, we did go to the theater to see that. Um, It's real good. Yes, it was good. Not not the greatest movie ever seen. Not the worst. I think it's one of the better movies I've seen as far as who might contend for award season. It's like I get. I definitely get um, nominating Daniel Kawabunga. I definitely get that. He really like had to act. To appear and like he might have had to put on weight, like he totally he was chunky and he, totally he also sounded weight. like um, he's nominated for supporting. I, That's what I was saying because it's like the two main characters are not leads. I'm apparently, outraged that uh, Cowboy from Full Metal Jacket, who is in Mank, okay, isn't nominated for Mank because he was fucking outstanding. I will watch that one uh, eventually, and it's not nominated for screenplay. That upsets me a lot. Uh, but with him out of the picture, yeah, I would give Best Supporting Actor to Daniel Kawabunga for sure. Kawabunga. Hang ten. And um, I don't know. I've seen four of the Best Picture movies uh, now. Mm-hmm. And I would say Mank is like my favorite, uh, but I don't see it winning. I don't think it's going to get much appreciation. Yeah. Uh, and I think like a... And maybe a better best picture pick would be Judas and the Black Messiah. It's of the four that I've seen, it's like it's a fucking movie, you know? Yeah, it was a good movie. And it was like it's one of those movies where like uh I'm familiar with the story pretty well, so I'm really watching it on like a I don't wanna I'm not trying to learn about this situation from the late nineteen sixties. Yeah. I I know about it. I know it pretty well. I you know seeing that uh, come to life in a motion picture, I really did want to see like a motion picture. How somebody would cast Fred Hampton and like just uh, and and also if they would be like do some of that movie uh, sensationalism hyperbole. What are you looking for? Marijuana? Here you go. <laughs> what? Um, you get them in the greens? But like uh, I'm, I, I'm kind of like a I've read a, a book amongst other things, but I've always been very interested in the Fred Hampton story. At one point, I don't know if I've ever said this, but we used to live like a block from the house. Yeah, in fact, in the movie, the, the, the house number was right 
I'm a creep. I know that much. It's 2337 West Monroe, and it's like a, a half a block off of Western and Monroe. We used to behind the behind the Pete's Fresh Market. We used to live right there, and I used to go for jogs around there, and I'd go run to the United Center around the United Center and back. And then one day I came home down Monroe at, when I was done reading uh, this book. I have the assassination the assassination of Fred Hampton. It's written by the attorney who represented uh, his family for 12 years after he was <coughs> shot and killed by the police. Um, but I like one day I like stopped. I took my I like went and walked around the house like peering in windows like at Fred Hampton's old house because I was yeah. so like I gotta see like the history of that fucking house. <coughs> First of all, it was a way nicer appearance of the house in the uh, in the movie. I would still think that's a little sketchier of like a touristy attraction. It's not a tourist attraction. It's just than, like exactly. I realized I lived a two minute walk from like the I house where to, he was shot, and I was uh, like, I gotta go check it out. I went to the Grateful Dead's old house, 710 Ashbury in San Francisco, that's still a house. Yeah. Uh, you know, which is just like a house in the hippie district of San Francisco that stoners probably take a picture of every 10 minutes. This is like a fucking, you know, a house on the west side of Chicago where a Black Panther was shot to death by the police. Hey, it's, some people it are just into... seems like a sketchier place to be peering into the windows. It was. In fact, when I told my girlfriend I did that, she was like, what are you, crazy? I'm like, no, I'm... nuts? It was the middle of the day, and it's really, not, you know, it's not like I'm about to get sniped. So yeah, I was watching it for, like, historical accuracy, which was pretty spot on, and uh, really just seeing, like, actors portray these these characters, and um, yeah, Kawabunga killed it. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield also was very good, even though he, I like Lakeith Stanfield a lot. It's like he's he's kind of the he's, he's kind of the bad guy, but also maybe like the biggest victim of the entire story. So he's got to play like it's a rat. Yeah, he's got to play like family's rats. He plays you know we he plays don't a, have to be a rat rats uh, a two face, and he does that. He has like the the sensitive like uh, vulnerable he victim. Tommy Lee Jones's role. <laughs> from Batman Forever, <laughs> and then when he when he sits down with uh, Jesse Plemons for the like he's, he's got a cigar, he's got his Fat new Damon. suit, yeah, uh, Fat Matt Damon, uh, who I didn't even know was in that movie. I didn't know that going into it, so I like seeing him in, in stuff. He's usually good. Uh, yeah, saw that, and I saw Nomadland. I just watched that at home, and after hearing your review about it, I expected to not really like it at all. And yes, it was very slow, <laughs> but I actually like I kind of enjoyed it. No, it was good. Like, I, saw, I didn't fall asleep. The cinematography I told you that I was, was, on mushrooms. was pretty great. And um, everything about that movie screamed like award season. Like It's just the type of movie. It had a very like, oh, this is shot incredibly well. The story is definitely something that gets like There's recognized. Like, every No matter pandemic, shitty movie year or not. Hardly a story, though. I mean, it's not that gripping. Certainly not in comparison to like the Fred Hampton story or something. If we're just talking about like... Stories, narrative like Mank is like a direct narrative. Yeah, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. So yeah, there was nothing a direct like narrative. There's not much of a direct narrative to this. Frances McDormand. And that's her thing is she like blurs the line between documentary and film. Half of those people are like van dwelling nomads. They're not actors. Yeah, like not even about the actor, not even about the story so much, but like the way they, I don't know, shot and put together the film. And yeah, that like narrative versus documentary line blurring was something I kind of enjoyed or thought that they didn't do poorly. I was just like, okay, like, yeah, I get it. Frances McDormand's playing the role and whatever, but... She was, I thought, the it least was mostly like interesting. The, yeah, or like, it's all shot on, like, sunsets in what looks like Utah or Colorado or, like, the... The West. The West, and it's just really beautiful footage. Um, so I get that. <laughs> Cinematography, all that shit makes sense, but we don't need another Frances McDormand actress acceptance speech. 
she didn't earn it this year. And Absolutely nobody not. Wants to I hear don't even it. think she should be nominated. Um, uh, but I mean, it, well, not she's a, not a, I get it. it I get it. it she's was okay. a great actress. She's capable. It wasn't a bad performance. To me, it wasn't like standout. No. And it was my least favorite part of the movie was her performance and her character. Um, uh, but yeah, I think uh, she's also nominated for Best Director, the girl that did that. I I understand it. I don't necess- I haven't seen the other stuff yet, so I and don't I'm, really know. I'm Fincher all the way, right? Career wise, I gotta watch that. And I just think what he did with Mank was great in in terms of like making a movie about that time to look like a movie from that time. There was just like um, I don't know. I I uh, like I said, I expected to. I can't believe Cowboy didn't get a nod. <laughs> Yeah, I just didn't expect to appreciate much about it, but on a filmmaking level, it was pretty pretty it's a good well movie. done. Maybe maybe I she knew should going into it, it was going to be really pretty. It was uh, pretty. It was. It's just. It is the pretty movie. Yeah. It's, it's you know the visuals. Uh, I didn't think it was strong enough though to be a best picture. Would you highly? But recommend I totally it? get uh, if it won, I would be like, of course. I'm would, not surprised. Would you by highly it. recommend it? No, I'd recommend it, but not highly. Okay. Well, what? What could we Highly recommended Don't even try me with that bro I got the Spotify page up Ready to go week's highly recommended album is the 18th studio album from bb king 18th titled indianola mississippi seeds baby baby's not part of it it's just indianola mississippi seeds 18th album and it was released in 1970 It'd be cool if I could play piano, but I can't. It's like my one of my biggest aspirations, and I've, as big of an aspiration it is, I've never put any effort into it. Into it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you learned a chord? <laughs> nope. I know how to do the. Uh, I know how to play. Stop saying dirt. No. Fuck. <laughs> There it is. Indianola, Mississippi Seeds, um, was thought of by B.B. King himself to be, uh, quote, the best album that I've done artistically. Are you familiar with his other works? His other 17 or however many? Uh, What's going on with my headphones here? No, I've never delved too deep into B.B. King. Uh, I said I told you before that I once saw B.B. King uh, in Wisconsin at a festival, and I went for like... Summerfest? Yeah, and I stayed around for like one song, and then I left to go see Bob Weir and Rat Dog, who I had seen fucking 15 times already. Wow. And it wasn't like... 
the most spectacular show. It's a regret that I'll have to live with for the rest of my life. Do another yeah. shot. I mean, is BB King still alive? BB King is dead. I know. Cheers, RP. <laughs> This album's great. Um, it's a bit of like a, a blues rock fusion album. It won a Grammy for, um, I don't know if this is still a Grammy, but it won a Grammy for, what is what is the specific award? It's like uh, the Grammy for best album package, which was like art design, your cover, like the, the inside, the liner notes. That used to be a Grammy. That's they don't a, give Grammys for cover art anymore. I think that's a better Grammy too. It's fucking awesome. I like the idea of that. Judging and something sp- beyond the music. Speaking of fucking awesome, look at the cover to this album. Yeah, it's a watermelon made into a guitar. Well, racist. It's fucking sick. No, it's awesome. I didn't notice that. It just looked like a, a banjo or something on its side. No. But no, it's art and it's dope. It was a watermelon fashioned into a guitar. Yeah, that would be... Laying on the floor in front of a speaker. I feel like that would uh, heighten the, like, I don't know, the efforts that musicians put into there. It's not that people don't put effort into their album covers and stuff, but if you knew that the package could award it too, wouldn't you really be trying to do some some outlandish, never-been-done-before type of working with artist shit because, I don't know, they're judging it beyond just your track list? Or, like, what influences the Grammys or something now would probably be, like, like TikTok. Like, Savage by Megan The Stallion was the best rap song. And I don't think it was, but it was if you're just going off of, like, trends and, like, what was tagged the most, probably, and, like, all of that probably helps I didn't even I didn't even look into any more of the rap category this year. That one best rap song? Mm-hmm. And rap performance. and a couple, Like, that was the rap song. Again, Nas doesn't get to be on TV, Is but Megan The, the Stallion, like Savage. Savage. Booty, booty, booty. Yeah, booty, 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 <laughs> booty. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. I'm, I'm trying it. not to turn off BB King. It actually sounds like Megan this. <laughs> anyway, uh, interesting personnel on this album. You got Carol King playing piano. BB King, any uh, relation to Carol? It is not any relation <laughs> to Carol King. <laughs> uh, what was what was she like most popular for? It was like a Broadway thing or some shit. You're asking me? I don't know. I am asking you. Come on, bro. Oh, yeah. She had that Broadway play that I'm such a big <laughs> fan of. Oh, one second. Let me jog my memory. It's okay, because I don't think there's anyone listening to this who's, like, shouting the answer. That's uh, all right. I mean, the highly recommended portion of the podcast is for a very, uh, you know, acquired taste What is she, like, subsect super of known our audience. for? I know she's, like, super known and respected for one thing in particular like one song bb king's sister i don't know she had an album tapestry i don't know man she matters <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> so, so check it out terms album of the week playlist um this album was also produced by uh, a guy named bill how do you say this how do you say this last name simizics there are zero vowels in his name. <laughs> Holy shit. S Z Y M C Z Y K. Either way, he produced a bunch of stuff for uh, the Eagles and Joe Walsh. So, as a result of his involvement, uh, and he produced the album before this that had The Thrill Is Gone on it, 
Uh, Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh plays guitar in a bunch of songs. Joe Walsh. I do know shit. who that is. I don't know. It's Mr. Sizzles. I became very familiar with Joe Walsh as a young man uh, by watching the Drew Carey show on which he was a character on a lot of episodes. I don't remember. I don't his... remember. I watched that show a lot, but I didn't know who he was when I was a kid. Joe Walsh was like on the Drew Carey show. I don't remember why. I was more of a Ryan Styles guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was more, more of a, a Whose Line Is It Anyway guy. <laughs> I, was more, I was in Mimi's Corner. Joe Walsh. Drew Carey. <laughs> was Joe Walsh on the Drew Carey show? The plot of the episode sees Drew Carey and his friends form a band to play at the Ramada Inn. Uh, does, he, does he join their band? Are you going to read the entire <laughs> Wikipedia page or can we move on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do some fingerboard tricks while you figure good that album, out. Good album. Good okay. album. And uh, this song, Hummingbird, is is written by Leon Russell. And uh, Leon Russell is also on the album. And this song, Leon Russell's cool. He did a song called Tightrope that uh, Jay Dilla made a beat out of one time. And Jay Dilla only made a beat out of, like, he just looped one small part. and. Do you know which beat? Or which album it was off? Even? It's on one of those like obscure, uh, where it's all they're all just like numbered, you yeah. know. And it was like, like track seventeen, and it's like ten seconds long, and it's just this song. Up on the tight rope. Uh, what's this part? This loop. Yep. Yeah. Jay Dilla looped this, and it was fat as fuck. Definitely remember that. Could be one of the coolest things to ever be, you know, birthed out of hip hop is that like, that that tree root, you know, you can t trace the family tree. If you hear Jay Dilla, you can go back to this. So the reason I know who Leon Russell you start, is, you, there's like a puzzle out there to be put together on lyrical references and samples from classic musicians, and it all I think I think that all makes you a better um, like consumer of music or like totally. when there's that realist like even a show where it's like Breaking Bad and you watch it and you watch it again and you're like oh I never even realized like this thing or something and it kind of takes I don't know or maybe like, I'm uh, waxing philosophical you watch but that's Reservoir like, Dogs and you find out that the Mr. Blue and Mr. Green was all an homage to the Taking of Pelham One Two Three so then and you then you go that. back and yeah. watch that and you're like holy shit the Taking of Pelham One Two Three is such a kick ass movie. And I, th there's always. Such and then you go like watch a, some more Robert Shaw and Walter Matthau films, I like, feel like Dennis the Menace. <laughs> Jaws. There's such a uh, Apple. There's such equity. I just watched Dennis the Menace last week. It's the shit. There's such like an equity though in, in consuming music of all of all sorts, but specifically hip hop. The way you like draw from other music, whether it's sample based or or like kind of almost like. Uh, just similar, like even like the Robin Thicke sounds like Marvin Gaye type, because they're trying to make a fucking dance song like that, and they got too close. Where it's like you're again, too close, man. You're too close. But like, and then Marvin Gaye. So that one didn't you. that one didn't work out so and well. And your wife leaves you. But uh, in the world of like cleared samples or just recreating it and homaging, there's a lot of stuff where like, fuck. Of course, I can't think of an example right now, but like, like a rap song will do something. Like even Tupac, ooh, do some. child, do some. things are gonna get easier. Right. That wasn't Tupac's fucking writing credit, but it became a hip hop like anthem almost. 
you know, and then you go back, what is it, five stair steps, some old band that has that song, and now you're listening to classic 50s, 60s music, right. and like, I love this shit, you know why? Because Tupac. But that's like how it all trickles down, and then, and I think what we do, not how as many production, Eminem fans but, bought Dido's album, you know? <laughs> Well, yes, yeah, sort of. weird worlds to, to merge. And we just have this, like, what we do lyrically, I feel, is that, like, like movie references is something we're known for as a hip-hop group, right? Like, right. oh, they have, like, you know, they make reference to things in there. Like, I, I feel like that would it's, be a thing that's interesting about us. It's rare to find a verse from either one of us that doesn't have some sort of reference to film or television. There's a line on one of the songs on the Oldies tape coming out on Friday where it's, it's on the song produced by Arenio, You Need Me, and... Uh, like, I, I don't dislike my verse, but there's one line where I say, like, uh, it's my opening line or something. I say, like, we narrow it down to the bare necessities. Alabama man, I'm married Drexel freaks. That line stinks, okay? <laughs> that line fucking stinks. But it's, what it is is a South Park reference and a True Romance reference. And that's it. I just wanted to... Mashed into one because I, in I found romance, a connection. Yep. He, he meets a girl who's a prostitute, a freak, a whose pimp her. is Drexel, Drexel's freak, whose name is Alabama. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you got South Park. Alabama, man. Alabama, man. <laughs> that line stinks, dude. But that was like, you know, shit I was writing nine years ago. <laughs> and I was, I was trying to rhyme necessities with Drexel freaks. And I was like, who was the freak? It was Alabama. Okay, Alabama, man. That's, a, that's like the word association of like a, a rap writer in the in the little like add moment they're having in writing and i'm just like yeah sick i'm making references and then you listen back like well that made no sense there was not even a good connection like so it's all like you, you got to judge it accordingly like that's what, it would be better if the alabama man and the alabama and drexel reference tied together with something that would have made it like oh like it's a better line it makes mm-hmm. sense it doesn't i just mash the two things in and then i move on to the next line but uh, i don't know lyrically production wise that's what made me like a hip-hop fan when i was a kid of like even hearing like as far back as i remembered i always wanted to be a gangster and then that song from the fucking skate video the corrupt song yeah uh comes on and then like i hadn't even seen goodfellas when i saw that skate video and then i saw it when i was a teenager and i was like oh of course like that was from that i hear hieroglyphics say uh lanky like uh, perfectly scripted like scorsese raging bull lanky like karolanko i didn't know what that meant and then i bought the movie Raging Bull at Best Buy once because I heard it in a fucking, oh, I heard this movie's perfectly scripted by Scorsese. That's, I swear to God, that's how that happened. And then, of course, like the rest is history. I was just, yesterday I was And I've become to, an uh, NBA fan and I know who uh, Karolinko is. Lanky bastard. Exactly. It's like, it's fun. It's I was just fun. talking to uh, Berta last night about how, uh, like, I don't think my girlfriend has any movies uh, her favorite movie is Coming to America, and she's maybe seen it five times, so that's like the only what? one. Have you watched the sequel? That's like the only one. I haven't. She has. She didn't care for it. I was going to um, imagine. There's no way it could be like, hold up. But I was, the reason I was asking her is, uh, I, was, I asked her, have you ever seen a movie more than three times? Is there any movie out there you could think of that you've seen more than three times? I've seen movies I don't like three times. Oh, me too. You know what I'm saying? Um, and for me, like Goodfellas is my favorite movie, and I I've probably seen Goodfellas like forty or fifty times. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say I've seen it that many, but it's it's definitely like twenty five plus. And a, and lot. of course, every time isn't like me sitting down with a bowl of popcorn and gluing my eyes to no. the TV. Sometimes from start it's to just finish. familiarity. Like I actually want to send some emails or try to exactly. write raps, but I what what's I on? Throw it I on. Throw it on. Yeah. Or it's on TV. Like it. You know, and it's just I love it so much that I like 
I'll throw it on just to be in the background or whatever. Right. Uh, and I was saying like Pulp Fiction. Sure. But I remember like the, the first seeing those movies and the impact they had. And I was like oddly young, you know. I remember coming home from school in like sixth grade and my brother and all his friends are starting Goodfellas and me only knowing from like rap music uh, stuff like the all my life as far back as I remember I always wanted to be a right. Gangster. I heard that sampled in a rap song that line from the exactly. movie, and that's why when we sample stuff and they'll be like, you know, I don't know uh, what do we sample or they a pony pool and painting pictures. It's like that not as cool, dude, but cool. Come on, dude. I think it's cooler, dude. It's about a fucking cooler than Goodfellas. I just mean the movie's not as cool as Goodfellas. That's oh, all. Of I mean. course, I'm saying the quote is way better to be sampled yeah. for a hip hop track. If you're talking about a language virus infecting people to open your if album, if you sampled the Goodfellas line now, it would just be corny and cliche. I um, so I felt pretty good about that, you know. And like when you find something for your work too, and it's like almost it's not even paying homage, but it's like you you were the student. And now you're like, you know, practicing, you're, you're, uh-huh. you're making your own shit, but because you heard how people referenced shit and how it affected you as a consumer and like, oh, I heard a movie reference and then I watched that movie and now I like the song even more. We do that, like run amok. We do that. Totally. That's what the Palmer Squares do. Cause I mean, that's why we, you think most of our <laughs> listeners give a fuck about our review of Nomadland? No, we're movie nerds. And it's like at a, at a certain point on mic or off, we're going to talk about movies and TV, me and you like. It's mostly it's, that's who we what are. I got. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, remember, th- this um, whole soundboard is loaded with only movie quotes. That's it. That's, it's it. There's and the... Chad going, let's go! <laughs> uh, it's funny. You mentioned um, buying a movie without having ever seen it. I did the same thing. Because I was also telling Bert about... I used to do that all the time. I remember... Uh, Seeing Pulp Fiction for the first time at Mike Krakowski's house uh, with Keith and, and some other people from London Middle School. And I was probably like 12 years old, which is a weird age to see a movie where a fucking guy gets ass raped by a fucking racist dude whose dick he then shoots off with a shotgun. Yeah, it might not be appropriate for 12 year olds, but at the time, when the fucking words Pulp Fiction come on after the like, I'll execute every last one of you. Like, I still to this day remember the feeling that I got of like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in yeah. my life. It's like that Weebay meme where he's like, yo. <laughs> and as a result, I remember uh, when I was like 14, I was at a Borders. And I saw Reservoir Dogs on DVD. Never seen it. Didn't know anything about it. But I knew this Quentin Tarantino guy had done that Pulp Fiction movie. And I was like, just give me it. I'll just buy it right now. Yep. I know I'm not going to regret buying this. I know I saw Reservoir Dogs before I heard the song by Little Brother. Or maybe it was just a Fonte song. But then he had something about like how he's nice with the metaphor. Uh, Fontigolo, Tarantino, top dog in your reservoir. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, look... That's dope to me. Like, that's... <laughs> look, okay, let me sit you down and explain, like... I know, like, I'm, I want to hear what they rhyme it with, too, just syllabically, it's dope, but then you... It's not just about, oh, like, the, the soft A sound of ah and ah lineup. It's about, like, oh, I've seen that movie, and, like, Reservoir Dogs, Top Dog in the Reservoir, like, he flipped it, he didn't rhyme Reservoir Dogs, and it's like, all of that matters to me as a hip-hop nerd, no, and, and when, a movie nerd. When you watch the movie, you feel like almost like you're relating to that rapper you like almost on some level yeah it's like we've seen the same movie right right so like it's like oh like we'd be friends <laughs> i get it he gets me he'd want to hang we're out chill. We're, he, the homie the homie <laughs> Fonte. um so yeah bb king 
BB King, <laughs> Indianola, Mississippi Seeds. Um, we have a couple more fan voicemails. I wanted to make sure the shit ones came up front because we said we would open uh, with that. But they're... The ones about excrement. Here's um, a couple more fan questions. Squires. That's us. Yo, I was calling about Podcast 187. Hold on, we're not listening. We always do this. Wheelchairs? <laughs> In this fucking microphone steering wheel and shit. Microphone oh. and steering wheel last week, yeah. Okay. I uh, just wanted to let you know that your favorite artist, MGK, actually already did that. Damn it. Uh, last year, a uh, video called Smoke and Drive. It was really fucking whack. Uh, love you guys. Take it easy. Okay. Bring it up. Let me see. We smoke are always drive. Let me see. just following in MGK's footsteps. Let me it's just like see he's always a second of it. A step ahead. We're always a day late and a dollar short. I have it up. <laughs> All right, well, this already isn't what I was talking about. Um, so this is Smoke... And, and we, yeah, we, this is one We have song. a song called Smoke and Fuck. Maybe he's ripping us off. This Maybe is he's one in our song. Shadow. I have a song called Mayday, Mayday, where it's me rapping in the car. Wax Ooh. has done songs. But you didn't set up a professional mic but in this, your car. But what I'm talking about is recording a whole album, and like the mic is in the steering wheel, in the center. You By know? the way... He did not install a mic into his steering wheel. If no, we're gonna it be says particular, in the middle, and now he's got to kind of like lean and wrap out the side of his it's mouth. Like, it's like in his cup holder. It's in the middle console. Now let's check it out. Oh, he's smoking. Oh, you know, you know what yeah, comes next, dude. right? Drive. Oh, what the you fuck? You know what comes man? next? An advertisement <laughs> for DoorDash. <laughs> I am hungry. Why do they wait until you're like a few seconds into the video? Okay. He's not even driving, first of all. He's just sitting. He is just part. You gotta be driving. Smoke this blunt. There's cars driving by him. I see them passing. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Drive. He's not driving. He's only smoking. Please tell me he puts this thing in gear. Hey, sorry, caller, but he didn't do it first because we was talking about driving too. Yeah, he didn't. <laughs> I'm talking about recording a whole album. We're gonna while smoke. I'm on the move and drive and record. Yeah, I mean it's not even about like flexing to teenagers that I was smoking while I did it. And we're gonna drink hard alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Screw. He's rolling papers bigger than yeah, elephant party tusks. Party with the yeah. sluts, yeah. Rolling papers big as elephant tusks, yeah. Dude, I saw this dude live and I thought he was so good and now I can't say a nice word about him. I hate it. I'll say a nice word. I like his Chappelle show hat. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, it takes away a lot of the coolness when you're just sitting uh, in park. Yo, if he, all he has to do is be driving like 10 miles an hour right now and I would like this more. And I have to assume that it's like for insurance, like legal <laughs> issues. His agent's like, uh, we can't do that. We can't show you sparking a blunt Kels. while the vehicle Kelly. is moving. Yeah, there are no stunts here. You're just sitting there. Strap on my waistline, Gucci Fendi Prada belt, hold it up, no Crayshon, give a fuck about these cops, put my hood on like Trayvon, all that I know with the W up on my clan, I feel like Rayquan. Can we like retire Trayvon Hood 
Rhymes. I feel like uh, blowing your mind and Cobain references are in the same category, even though that's older as far as I line. said Nirvana means to blow your own dome. I'm not criticizing you, by the way. <laughs> I'm saying like every rapper gets one. I've said this before. Like you should yeah. get one, but you hear it's like it's kind of like public domain. Everybody has like a, I'll blow your brains like Cobain or something. It's like, all right, we get it. Like, you know, we're looking for another level. I get it. I know, but like, I think it's did Trayvon Martin die so that he can forever be a, a hood metaphor for rappers? Like, it's been <laughs> done. Fucking move on now. Smoke and drive as a title for this bothers me because he's not driving. The motherfucker doesn't move. Smoke and drive. Unless, unless he couldn't they like nope. hire? Um, not even at the end. He doesn't even drive away once he's done rapping. You know how in movies that would have been a good outro. In movies, usually when they're driving an actor and and it's showing them and they're talking, usually they're being towed by a car. Or they have a, it's not even a real car. They have the green screen doing they do that? projector motion outside yeah, the windows. Nowadays, it's mostly, most people don't do the Can green you, screen out the windows anymore. I don't know. I feel like I see Everyone it all the time. Everyone knows how to spot that. The thing is, they can do it well, or they can do it like shit. Yeah. So it's a matter of like you as a viewer, like like with the audio, the Frankenstein edits we talked about. I hear them all the time. On the Woody Allen thing? On, on anything. <laughs> on anything. I hear it. Like, even the Woody Allen thing, it doesn't matter. Like, all she was saying was something about the acting career, and she cut out some shit. It wasn't like talking about Woody Allen did. Like, they did it, it a did. few more times, though, throughout. And I'm not saying that that, like, means anything that they presented is bullshit, but. I'm just saying, you know, it, like, I'm still watching there's Woody ways Allen to make it uh, uh, seamless or at least relevant. So if you say smoke and drive, at the very least, be cinematic and drive out of the fucking parking lot at the end. Just for the clip. Just to, like, right, fade like, out while you roll away. Get the movie. Or like just they're call towing it smoke and rap. You know, like, you're moving and just fake drive and smoke. I don't know. I'm so fake angry at him right now. I'm just like, <laughs> just call it. Um, but thank you, yeah, caller, cool. for pointing out that we are once again. We're not. not no, 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 no. He didn't point out anything. No, no, no. Yeah, we got to re- install that shit in the wheel. I want it in the wheel. Can you get and X to the Z on the horn? A whole exactly. <laughs> I want my ride pimped, and that's part of it. Yo, he's a rapper. So what we're gonna do? Usually, a- he wasn't the one though. Usually saying that stuff, it would be one of those other. He guys outsourced like, that. Yeah. So you know he's a rapper. So what we're gonna do is we installed a mic inside his steering wheel. And you know he loves his sweet desserts. So we got the candy paint interior. He's also got a couple fish. So we put a fish tank in his center console. I used he to says love he likes fish, so we ride, put fish dude. in his car. It was a big deal for me when I, mean, I it was, it was when a big show. somebody pointed out how when X to the Z would get to their door and the people would always like freak out with excitement. It was like publishers clearinghouse check. It was they, like, oh my god! But you can notice they all have the mic box on their pants, so they know that he was there already. Pretty much any show where they do that is that unless they have a boom mic guy with but no as pack a, on. Like a thirteen-year-old, when I figured that out, I was. I was legitimately like, man. I've been lied to forever. I, I've, they've been pu- pulling the wool over my eyes. But you, that's, X to the Z. Li- literally, I think that's the definition of maturity is when you realize like, oh, I watch the Super Bowl every year. But now I realize, wait, is Flea's bass even plugged in? Nope, it isn't. <laughs> Fuck. I'm so impressionable in my early years. Dude, pin my ride fucking rolled. I'm going to smoke this blunt. Smoke and drive. <laughs> Try to get fucked up. I feel like this is where we struggle. It's not even like writing a hook, but it's Dude, like if we that's can't what get fucked up <laughs> when we do no foam in the cup. I think that's better Which, than going. Admittedly, is my like least favorite song of my own. It douche, douches me out. 
yeah. not saying that I've never performed it and I never will. No, it's a fun song, but as us as the creatives who made it, it's the like older eh, that I doesn't get represent having, me. The older I get chanting, let's get fucked up, I feel like a douche. Well, it also takes so much less to fuck me. As I had three beers last night, and it was like, woo. <laughs> I had two shots I, right I lost now, my and balance. I'm smashed. I feel like we should have two shots every episode, because this second half is fucking carousing. I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm not smashed. I'm kidding. Unlike um, I'm nice Machine Gun Kelly, I am carousing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke and drive. Smack this blunt with a slut. Let's do another <laughs> fan question. Man, a slut and an elephant tusk. <laughs> What's up, Squares? I'm just listening to this week's podcast. What's up, Squares? <laughs> Yo, get your pop stopper on the phone. What are you doing? Yo. We got standards out here. What's up, Squares? I'm just listening to... What's up, Squares? P-Squares makes sense. <laughs> you just pronounced it wrong. I'm, I'm sorry. We had two shots of whiskey, so we're being mean. Keep punching. What's up, Squares? I'm just listening to this week's podcast, and... I heard Homegirl talk about the acoustic booth for the room. I think that is overkill, but honestly, Just, the foam panels. Uh, what's his are- name? God damn it. It's funny to be critiquing Saigon. the room sound and be popping so hard. Saigon <laughs> on the phone over I pop a pussy person, pop for, a pur- pussy person for purposely perpetrating. I'm not a PIMP, but, but I, keep I keep a, a pistol, pistol in my pocket. pocket. Dude, Sai- I had a name? big Saigon phase. Saigon. Pre Entourage, like pre his Entourage cameo. Yeah, when he was Big. on Entourage, we were both like, we felt like hipsters like in the know of like, I know that dude. Not I know him, but I know his music. He had bars for real. He was like a really good rapper. shit. I'll yeah. pop a pussy person for purposely perpetrating. And that's only the line we remember. He had a whole song full of people. No, he said the P-I-M-P bar. That's a cool <laughs> line too. Pistol in my pocket. Not worth shit. Like if you cover your, your space with those, it's not going to do anything. Oh, the um, foam pads, the foam. What's he talking about? Uh, let's run it back. Isn't it funny that he should have a pop stopper on his phone and he's telling us about pop stoppers? booth for the room. I think that is overkill, but honestly, the foam panels are not worth shit. Like, if you cover your space with those, it's not going to do anything. Um, oh, damn. And especially if you're in a small room, you're going to have my trouble <laughs> Like, the best thing that I can say is just have surface area, like, different surface area, different cloth, like, hanging up a blanket is way better than the acoustic foam. Um, that stuff really doesn't do anything. Like, something with more mass, like a blanket, can actually absorb, especially if there's space between the blanket and wall. Like, I know you don't have space for anything, um, but if you can have an inch of space in between the wall and the blanket God, that you hang up, it'll get it'll have space an inch for space sound between to get you stuck in there and, phone, and bounce back and forth between that area <laughs> rather than your room, and that will make... A way bigger fucking difference. <laughs> this is the most like prevalent popping we've phone. ever had in the phone call, anything. and he's talking um, about <coughs> like po- I mean he's mainly talking about uh, like wall padding, not pop stoppers, but it's related. Look, we're going in on him regardless. What you guys are doing, you might not need to do shit, but I just heard the girl call and do that, and I'm a know-it-all, so I had to come say that I know the right thing to do. Uh, I'm gay, y'all are gay. (laughs) (laughs) All I can tell you, sir, is that he's gay. Gay, gay. First of all, uh, that was gosh. So you said you just heard the girl who called. Yeah, she's not in binary, so have a little respect, first of all. (laughs) And second of all, monster. We don't, I'm not going to put up, uh, like, we already, I feel like, uh, 
even our standards as the Palmer Squares, <coughs> they're, they're lower than they were even a couple. For our vocal sound and uh, the foam panels you talk about, I didn't get like some like one inch, like just a, the, the square foot ones, a pack of a dozen of those. Right. I bought actually like a thing where I should have made it myself to save money, but luckily I'm at a point, we're at a point right now where it was like, we'll probably make that investment back, hopefully on donations in the live stream this Sunday at 3 p.m. Central. And I want to get, I don't want to have an arts and crafts day Drill, I don't even have a drill bit. It's like I I want to get back to recording ASAP, but they're not those cheapos. Yes. They're like uh, I bought these two four foot panels that are quite thick, as well as a uh, a thing for the microphone that's supposed to encapsulate sound. But we're gonna do a bunch of tests of like what the best combo is, and either way, I feel like it'll be good enough to get us to where it can be mixed down to sound song sufficient. Obviously, our like the. The setup we're working on is not like a, a soundproof booth. It's in a small room, spare room at my new place. And uh, it's like that's where we are right now. It's the same sound you're hearing on this mic, except we have a better mic and it'll be better room sound, especially after we do this soundproofing. But uh, I agree. And I appreciate both of the uh, suggestions or uh, info there. Because I, I really don't know what I'm doing when it comes to soundproofing, but I, I think he's right. I, in fact, I might even put a blanket over the panels, the big four-foot thick panels. Yeah. We could put some shit over that, and I think we should put a rug or something on the floor where that's, we stand, too, and kind of make that whole corner. And that should be sufficient. It doesn't have to be the best. But as long like, this is another realization where it's like, I always want it to sound as good as it can. Whatever we do, I want it to be the best fucking quality. Here's the thing. People's favorite Palmer Square shit unlistenable it's like camera audio shit and it's our, literally our, unlistenable yeah it's so bad <laughs> but i've seen so many times our fans seem to favor like like the rape room camera audio the raw intelligence over Let's like call it that over paralyzed or comeback or right. something that we think is like a studio banger so i'm if our fans have shown time and time again that they're cool like by the way it's still gonna sound way better than that it's gonna sound better than the whole one take series because it's actually a good studio setup but uh we do have to meet we used to have like a whole soundproof booth area and we used to go to a studio and pay for time there to get like the best type of sound and now i just like our fans they want to hear what we're saying and as long as it's i don't want to say just good enough like the bare minimum is good enough but it's like as long as it is yeah you know somebody uh, once said sufficient good enough, to good the standard isn't. How do you like that? Wow. Mind blown. It was that Cobain. autistic uh, rock climber guy from Free Solo. His mom said that to him. That's what he said. Um, Good enough isn't. So, I, yeah, I just my goal is to set this up to where we can get our shit sounding like better than good enough. It's the name of a Drake documentary, by the way. Um, so we're working on it. And That autistic you. Jew rapper guy whose mom <laughs> in that documentary said better than, what is it? But I don't know what you're talking about anymore. Um, what time is it? All right, let's do one more of these. I, this is, I don't know what this is about, and then we'll wrap it up. Hey, fuckers, what's up? Miss Kale, the welder. What? Kale, the welder. I think he's called in before. His name's Kale, so. He's an actual welder. That's not like a fucking... Right. That's not like his Kobe MMA friend, tagline. Chance the Rapper. Kale, Kale the, the welder. welder! <laughs> I was just calling to see if either of you have watched the guest book. On Hulu. The guest book. No. No, I've never heard of it. Okay. It's a Greg Garcia show. Who, who made, my is... My name is Earl and Raising Hope. So. Okay. I, I'm, I know my name is Earl. I don't know what Raising Hope is. Never seen... I know what my name is Earl is. So the short answer it. is no. We've never seen it. No. I don't know who this guy is. What and... the hell are you telling me? <laughs> 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 I 
a lot of the same kind of familiar faces in this show. Uh, got two seasons on Hulu. It's pretty good. Also, I would second the recommendation for the Matt St. Chain Secret Show podcast. And uh, okay. besides that, besides that, stream <laughs> members, and we'll smell you fuckers later. Hopefully, see you in Iowa City on the 18th. Woo! Later. Okay, Iowa City is the 15th. 15th, bro. Am I tripping or is he tripping? He's Yo. tripping. It's the 15th. You tripping, B. And then uh, the following night is actually Aurora, Illinois, which I heard is sold out already. For the, it's I'm we're opening up for Matt. Tropidelic. Um, <laughs> my mom gave me a dollar. Wow. Uh, Iowa City, though. I can't hear Aurora without thinking. We played a couple Not Iowa just, shows. I don't think of Wayne's World. I think of those two guys at the show who were like, Aurora. <laughs> Wayne's World. Um, but yeah, that is coming up. And uh, we've played a couple shows in Iowa, and like that's definitely not like a big fan base for Palmer Squares. So hopefully we will scoop up some Trumpadelic supporters that enjoy us as well. And uh, of course, if you're listening, uh, you know, spread the word. Tell your friends. Let's go. We're back to moving around. We're gonna cross state lines, risk our fucking lives in the middle of a pandemic (laughs) to come to Iowa City and rap music. We we should really perform in like hazmat suits. Um, like, also, don't mic up the helmet. Just put the <laughs> mic like to the outside of the helmet. Yeah, if we're not going to do the steering wheel thing, let's do a hazmat suit with a mic installed in the shield. And also, I want to give a early birthday shout out to a our burly homie, Earth a burly Day. Earth Day shout out, mm. like a big muscular Flashman Wade, hairy chested, <laughs> a big dong sized shout out uh, to our homie Joseph Ansel birthday this week and he was going to come out to the aurora show and shoot photos for us he was at the carbondale show he shot some junkyard photos joey woey joey woey joey woey bear from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet wishing you love happiness and peace joey happy early birthday and yo if um if you didn't get a ticket because you hit me up about fucking shooting some butt fucking Shooting some photos at that show, and if it's sold out, I'll still see if I can pull a string to get you to come on out and be able to shoot photos for us. Was he, I don't uh, know that I can, but it, you are the birthday boys. The drunk samurai? Uh, I don't believe... No, I, I don't think so. As far as the costume contest at the show... It says shout out drunk samurai. Drunk guy samurai. Well, then shout out to drunken samurai and don't drunk, make it awkward. Drunk guy samurai. <laughs> Douche <bait>. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Wowie. Happy birthday to Joey. So for the rest of you poor fucks, I guess Aurora is already... I, I don't know the, the situation of these venues, if it's like limited or indoor limited social distance, but that shit sold out quick, if that's the case. And uh, Iowa City still available no, for we're sure. Just, we're just fucking... No, we're we're the opening Hot cakes. <laughs> you and me. We got... Um, also, a belated birthday to Thunder Titties. I th- saw recently that it was Thunder Titties birthday. Big fan. And uh, I'm a big fan of Thunder's titties. Yeah, he's a real one. Big old tits. A real one. He got some tig old bitties. <laughs> Happy birthday, Thunder Titties. I love you. Uh, let's do some YouTube comments. This is on the promo video for Comeback, everybody's favorite song. Hell yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Um, MC Showcase, the comment says... <laughs> Could have skipped that one. 2021. No, it's the last 10. It's the last 10. 
Really? We're not discriminating? No discrimination on this podcast. I think there should be a little discrimination. What? I mean, you know, there you was don't a think few, that was a good a comment? few bad seeds it's out 10 there years old. It's 10 years old. gave discrimination a bad name, and now you can't use it in any sense, and I don't think that's right. Right. It doesn't always have to be in a negative connotation. Or like, same thing with sometimes prejudice. You sometimes you need, you need a to like, think about the situation. Sometimes you <laughs> should cross the street. Um, never had nothing. I like it. So first Fuck three yeah. right off the bat are, if we were discriminating, they're gone. These are these. Hell yeah, 2021. Like it. Okay. No, nobody needs to know about these. Uh, word, but, you know, I see him, so word video. Birds aren't real, Ack. Hell yeah. Is that still a thing? Is that Q? Is no. That, is that Q theory? I think, uh, no. Those are t- the total opposite type of people is Q. But I think it's all, like, ironic. Ironic. That's probably not the right word. It's it's <laughs> trying to be funny. Uh, yeah, I think birds are real, personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one on the word video, it says this Why song, don't these whoa. birds aren't real people just fucking catch a bird? Or you know what? I was... Uh, I was. Is that slang for like You like can find like right down the street from me... Or picking uh, up a hooker, you catch a bird? I know exactly where in my neighborhood you can find a fucking dead pigeon. It's just laying there. Yeah. So there. why don't these people fucking man up, grab a dead bird, and split it open with a knife on camera and show me all the wires and the robot stuff. Yeah. Prove it. Prove it, yo. Prove it. Don't talk about it. Be about it. No, uh, I think it's it's just uh, supposed to be silly. Word video. This song still gives me goosebumps after listening for the hundredth time. Nice. Uh, look, look, listen. Trent Hatcher, geese aren't real. So Maybe uh, he's like... Uh, you know the way I lis- I watch Goosebumps Chris Fellas, aren't real. He listens to that song. He's he's not really listening to it. It's just, just puts on. it on for familiarity. Mm-hmm. Picturesque. Damn, this heat. Better late than never, I suppose. He. Okay. You found us. You made it. Uh, word video. <coughs> what song is this beat from? What? I I have like I think it's oh, like a similar. Oh, he's asking what it samples. I don't know if it is a sample. I think you recreated the sample, but it's definitely. Didn't we find a, something that's exactly the same though? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Bareback Bathhouse. Um, let's, I got to click this one. Mad respect for both you guys carving okay. a unique lane of hilarious and incredibly intelligent bars. Shit, Been yeah. putting you on to all my boys, and we can't wait to see you Hell whenever yeah. you're around Boston. Just Shit, bought yeah. a sweatshirt from y'all. I want to let you know you're my idol act. What? Me? Ha <laughs> ha. Fuck Him? you. Ha ha ha. What? Because he wears underwear and shits in them? Ridiculous. I have Way the fucking. The balls to shit directly into my pants. Onto his balls. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm, I'm an American Idol. Uh, some of the most intricately rhythmic lines in the game. You are and will always be one of the GOATs, 100. Fuck yeah, Tanner. The love is real. From me to you. So I won't be one of the GOATs. Tanner, Just to clarify. You, Tanner, did you hear something? According to Tanner. Hold on. <laughs> Talking to my friend here. Me and Tanner... Oh my god, that's horrible. Okay. Um back to the comment here. What do we do? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. This is on the City Stars contest. Oh, and it's someone's YouTube link, so they can oh, go yeah. fuck right up. Real hypnol, so good, a real gay vibe. <coughs> fuck yeah. I'd say so. And consistently inconsistent. As the years go by, I find more and more I appreciate this. Thanks, Term and Ack. Well, you're welcome. Hell yeah. Andrew's Did you see um, this week the Jack Harlow, Duke Westlake cipher that was making the rounds? No. Somebody like posted up, uh, someone sent it to me. 
a, a old ass video is he's called like Mr. Harlow or something and he's like a teenager with braces. I just watched his tiny desk um, thing. It this will be a crazy uh you know uh juxtaposition, you know. Look at him. <laughs> I, I have seen <laughs> Kid Jack Harlow crazy. before. Yeah, he's a big nerd. Uh but yeah, we did the Duke Westlake cipher and I saw Dumbfounded repost it and at the end he shouts out like Knox Daddy, Dumbfounded. I think he says whack and I was like, Is he gonna say us? <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> but you know. It's just yeah. funny. Look at Dude, him. he looks like Jeremy, our friend. From <laughs> he's got like the hair. I like, don't get why his hair is so straight here, and why now it's so curly. Yeah, maturity. You know, you grow into it. Right. Shit changes. Wow, I didn't know he did this. Harlow. Yeah. Right, girls these days always got a lot of hormones. Excuse me for looking, I'm distracted by your torso. Go to get a haircut, I tell them give me cornrows. Handling my business while you rappers getting foreclosed. Yeah, all these tracks that I demolish. I'm dominating who's already graduated college. Don't be asking how I got it, cause you'll probably never have it. Treat this music like a sport, man. I got a lot of practice. By golly, I'm a savage. Not a it's not terrible for someone no, who looks you can like they're hear, 15. You can hear Honestly, the ability already. Every track, then I chop it up and smash it. Make your brain hurry till you pop another aspirin. Yeah, I'm never following. He looks like a dweeboid. Dweeboid Supreme. I love it. I like him with more the now. big glasses and the braces. He's got the classic. Uh, I wear a baseball cap all day, and then I took it off over my for long this, hair, yeah. and then gives it that like flip. We all had the flip. I had the flip. What year? Oh, this isn't his post. No, they re-uploaded it this year. I think that this is what they're doing. They're, this is what happens like when somebody gets on or like a little more shine, a little more famous. Other people out there go dig back as far as they can for stuff to get them canceled because they don't want them to succeed. In Jack Harlow's case, it seems like he's from Kentucky. He has a lot of black friends. He's pretty. He, it seems like he doesn't have a lot of cancelable tweets. Oh yeah, he's uh, he's whipping the yam. That's cool. Don't find it, wax. So this is the worst they could do for him. It's like, well, we dug back because we wanted to find something bad. I don't think any, bad, anyone was even trying to defame him. Why did this come out right now when his album just came he does out? Say, Remember uh, they wanted to cancel him for his album a, cover because there was a black lady on it? He does say a line about Asians. You know, they're trying to get him. <laughs> uh, if you say so. All he said was uh, he said something about like that he's... Uh, Top of his class in a class full of Asians or something like that. Like Asians, Look, are, Asians smart. are smart. It's exactly. a good stereotype. Exactly. Own it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just. Uh, I'm. That's I'm clearly not it. I'm speculating. I don't think anyone's trying to that because hurt him. If this was something that was not out there until like this month, which at least this video is, and I saw another thing trending. It was like, look at dumb young Jack Harlow spitting a like a music video from when he was in eighth grade or something. Whenever this time was, it's like. How does it get found and by whom? And like, I just feel like I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a, ah, well, we couldn't do more with this because it wasn't more offensive or cancelable or something. But it is embarrassing, so let's push it right now. Because like, not even six months ago, people were like, his album cover is racist. Who said that? 
We talked about it on the podcast. It was like, a, but you couldn't find evidence. On, uh, you were Clubhouse. like, I just saw people were upset. It was on Twitter and Clubhouse. And then when we and were I talking about there. it, we couldn't find like any real. Someone was talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. I just think two that people were talking about. Fuck them. You're not going to change my mind that there, whether this is the case or not, that there are people out there. And then when someone is about to have their film release or their first debut album come out, they got all these collabs and this shine, and it's like, oh, they're about to break. There's for whatever reason, there's people out there, there that are, are like, who is it there. that I didn't hear of yesterday, but now I know their name. Let me dig back and scroll. As f- if it takes all it's day, I'll get to the first page on their Twitter, and hopefully, I find something. It doesn't that's even, even have to in be in high school, so I can you know make a. Case that they're a piece of shit it doesn't even have to be famous people there's people out there who set out uh you know on a daily basis to like take someone down they'll search you know like an offensive word or a phrase to find someone who's tweeted it that's what happened to to then like find out if they can see where they where they work to then tell their work that they've tweeted that and then high five each other at the end of the day and be like, we got someone we didn't know existed this morning. Exactly. We got them fired. That's Yay. what happened to Shane Gillis from Matt and Shane's Secret Show podcast. It's like he got more famous for being the guy who was hired to SNL and then fired. But like before that happened, before the firing, there were people trying to make sure he got tanked. Yeah. And it's like he wasn't even anybody. It's like he was Once riding again, the subway. Asian stuff. Uh, and yeah, it's like, oh, he used a slur, so he week. doesn't get to get a job. He doesn't get to live his dream. And now that's he's got that. He's tainted forever. It's like, oh, is that the guy who says the, the stuff that, oh, I can't hire him. It's too big of a says risk. the stuff. Yeah, he says it. <laughs> um, but also, every time every time cancel culture comes up, whether it's us talking about it or I'm watching someone uh, else's podcast or why they talk about up? it. Oh, you're... you're- you're uh, speculating. Right, but that, I see that as the way it is, and I'm just like, it's so, I'm sick of hearing about it, I'm sick of talking about it. Everybody just needs to stop being such a fucking pussy and such a, you know, why aren't they giving me the attention? And if they're not going to give me the attention for my talents, well, I'll get attention for pulling the clip that tanks somebody else's career. And I'll be like, oh, I did something that mattered. I got rid of a bad voice. But I got rid of a bad really guy. Like- that is the way it is, but I'm sick of fucking, what are we going to do about cancel culture? And, oh, it's... There's another another teen fucking Vogue girl gets... Can- oh, my God. Stop doing this. Stop being such fucking assholes. That's the solution. Stop being cunts, and it's over. We're all back to being happy. I solved it. Yeah, I don't know much about that one. <laughs> I saw Me the either. Teen Vogue You lady. just hear about it every day. And then other people start talking about it. It's like, what, do I got to know about this? Or is um, it just more of this bullshit that people need to stop fucking doing? What is the discussion here? But she resigned, and people were like... Uh, glad that she's like taking accountability but you do wonder like where it where is that is that where it ends she did resign from this job but are you going to be mad the next time she's given a different job clearly she's she needs other work yeah and they they get it it's just like they even there was a like the voice actor who played Missy on Big Mouth, who was a mixed girl, but it was a Jenny white girl Slate. doing right. And now she's in a new show. I don't think she's mixed. She's just a she's just no. Jewish. The character is, and that was the problem. The character you're is. not mixed, so we better only do voice acting within our races, or else it's a problem. It's like ugh, I, I did, and then she like took a step back, and now she's on another show on Netflix or Hulu or something. Like they repurposed her in a whoever makes Bob's Burgers. It looks like that show. Yeah. And it's like she's now playing a, a white, she's voicing a white character. And it's like, is anybody yeah, going should be. bravo and thank God? No, it's nobody like, asked She probably to. stepped back because she knew she had another offer to go. It's like, this will be good for my optics and it'll probably ca- cause the race, lead, let's lead with race and all this bullshit headline, you know, to get promotion for the new. She's good. She has a gig. She's going to find work. But it's like, 
is that what it takes to satisfy the masses or do you just play that game to be like, uh, well, before it gets worse, let me (laughs) go audition for another role of a white girl and be the one who pulls the plug because it's going to look better than, I don't know who starts this shit. If people like try to get ahead of it themselves or if every case is some asshole trying to, and in in which case that's wrong. You you shouldn't have to, shouldn't have to. It should only come up if some dweeb boy is going to fucking pull up your first videos and first tweets from 10 years ago and then be like, Oh, in, in 2000, 11 they tweet 10 years ago stop living in the fucking past people change society changes yeah more importantly but that's so been that like didn't used to be a problem that's and it been be uh, now. an issue i'm sick of talking about it. i didn't see the apu the problem with apu documentary uh but yeah. you know that's that's out there and there's there's pressure i think hey Kazaria has stopped doing the simpsons altogether uh <clears throat> so you know she might see that and be like I just think it's uh let me get ahead of it, you know. It's such a it's such a weird line. And I don't know. Also, this this was not anything like to take down Jack Harlow. No. People were just like, "Look, it's an old video of him." But anytime something pops up from it's like, "Look at this 15-year-old video. Just look at this 10-year-old video." It's like, "How did it come up now?" And we're, "Lay, let's go find the cute video from when no, he was I a kid." No. You, you were looking for something bad and you didn't find it. This was the worst you got and it was at best embarrassing. Because he looks like a young dweeboy. Yeah, I don't and fault like, you for just assuming now that you've yeah, seen trust anything. old video of someone who's now famous and thinking, oh, they're trying to take him down. Right, or I would be like, why? They aren't, but why are we even talking about the it purpose now? Of, of them resurfacing an old video. You somewhere. find anything on somebody from 10 years ago, I assume it's going to be related to a story about like, and look at how bad they were, and we don't like them now. Uh, That's enough. Um, TPS Sports Podcast, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, what else? Follow us on... Uh, that's not what I wanted to say. Hank we Azaria. have a stream. Hank Azaria still does The Simpsons, I think. Good for him. You know what? Good for him. I like Hank Azaria. He's a cool guy. Um, Hank is a team Woody. Wow. Team Kevin Spacey. I put on episode team four last night and I just fell asleep. I can't eat, Like I'm bored. <laughs> it happened on episode three and it happened on episode four. I just fell asleep 20 minutes in. I told you episode I'm not going to rewind it, is, so I, I finished it. Is mostly them just talking about the Me Too movement, her uh, finding the courage to like make the accusations again as an adult, and then uh, they like they try and argue against the whole like separating art from the artist uh, philosophy. And yeah, I was like, it. all right, get out of here. I just wasn't even in the mood I'm not going to sterilize like my my art collection and all of my interests and be like, you know what? Before I respect this on, a, on an interest and artistic level, it has to meet all of my moral prerequisites. I'm not going to do that. Uh, anywho. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> anywho. Uh, go to spookylanguage.com slash shop. Get yourself a CD, a poster, a day one shirt, oh whatever makes you happy shirt, any of those products, and you will and a bumper sticker, and you will get a um, limited edition Palmer Squares Dumb and Dumber Term uh, Harry Ack Lloyd stickers. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Palmer Squares. Uh, TBS Sports Podcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. 708-797-3079. Save it in your phone. Send us a voicemail. Give us a ring. Send um, us a package. Something physical, tangible. Hold it in my hangible. Mm-hmm. To the Palmer Squares, P.O. Box, 25627, Chicago, Illinois, 
Shout out everybody that got on board that free shipping of the Wowie vinyl over the last week and a half. I think that's over, but Maui, you can still get one. Wowie! You can still pay shipping and get one. Um, BishopRecords.com. And don't forget, this Friday, we're going to have some new slash old music streaming on Out with uh, the old. our pages. It's a 19-track compilation tape of oldies and collabs featuring Flashman Wade's dick and more. You are not going to want to miss this. Uh, and I a, wish a, a it was lot just, of this is stuff people have been asking for, so I hope they're satisfied. I wish it was just in like 45 minutes of his balls slapping ass. Maybe we can do that. Like We should just do another collab. And that'll be the beat. That's the back beat. Can we just get just scrot slap gush? Under. What the gush noise is? What the gush? Um, April. I'm sorry. Yeah, April. That's the fourth month, right? Fifteenth at Gabe's Oasis in Iowa City. Go to spookylanguage.com/tour. We got tickets for that. We're opening for Tropodelic. Uh And then the following night, I hope you got a ticket to the sold out Aurora show. <laughs> I'm from Wilmette. There you go. Uh, that is on April 16th. Yeah, maybe we you can go. You I don't know, like barter at the door or something. Yeah, you go to the ticket guy and be like, what the gush? Just stand outside the venue and wait to see us step out of our limo and be like, I want your body! I want to party with you! <laughs> uh, <laughs> what else? I guess that's you know those it. Those guys who keep sending me naked pictures. Um, Dude, sorry! <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget, you guys, this Sunday, 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 we're going to be live streaming and performing live, streaming live via stream. Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. Pick and your platform. And YouTube. Um, so that should be a lot of fun. We a lot of fun. I will a lot of fun. remember my words. Um, and the uh, outro... Shout out a good homie, an Oklahoman homie, S. Reedy. Uh, I think his project name S. is... The Midnight Gospel Saved My Life, or at least that's a single from it. But the, the the song I wanted to play that I really liked was Transcendental Voices. It's called The Midnight Gospel Saved My Life. S. Reedy, Transcendental Voices. Uh, check that out and check out the rest of his EP, uh, Smoochie Gang Playlist, Spotify, etc. Um, and yeah, we'll see you next week on the TPS Reports Podcast. It's called The Midnight Gospel Literally Saved My Life. Like literally. You, you left out the literally. My bad. Smooches. Kill Whitey. I started breathing today. The overbearing weight of being anything at all has a way of leaving stains upon your brain and on the walls. I feel entitled to a meaning of menial persistence, and God can break apart the puzzle pieces of existence. If I just can see the picture, Mr. I am not impressed. I've lost so many heroes, and my friends that lay to rest are shining down. I pray to goodness that I never lose the spark. Their transcendental voices bring a meaning to the art. Play your part. Play your part Sacred forms of entertainment. Pour your heart into rhythms out in passions It's the start of making blessings out of sins Traded the abstaining of your pain for a defense I'm going up I'm getting older now the closer I go I'm getting closer now the older I grow When it's over I suppose it's really a beginning But I'm acting like I know this 
But I'm reaping what I'm sowing Take the beat away and all you got's a A suburban punk kid with too much time on his hands A wannabe philosopher not giving in to demands Taking stands, never knowing where to move my feet next Still believing I could beat the demons Crawling from the depths of everything I've ever wanted But could never achieve Polishing the rusty relics to believe that I'm free I could sing a hundred songs and they would never conceive A percentage of the heart I try to hide in my sleeves Swimming through the waves, trying to make it through the white noise Sifting through the memories, I'm feeling like a trite boy White boy, white boy, how you gonna fight boy? Existential crisis every single day and night boy The left field is my comfort zone I don't question grieving, feeling better left alone I let these poems turn to rants My homie Jay told me never stop it, so I can't rest in peace I'm getting older now, the closer I'm getting closer now, the older I grow When it's over I suppose it's really a beginning But I'm acting like I know this But I'm reaping what I'm sowing Take the beat away and all you got some hope